Fancy. Super Oh, now he's slowly turning it up. Welcome, everybody, to the Super Brothers Super Show. The special Boardwalk Empire version of the podcast. And what we're going to be calling Half a Gangster. Pooping on my title of Board Talk Empire, but was that the first title you gave me? I gave, I gave you Half a Gangster. Okay, yeah. You never gave me Board Talk Empire at all. I've titled emails Board Talk Empire. <laughs> got no response, so I guess you're not about wild about it. Probably yeah. not. So, we did uh, an episode uh, way down the hole that was just a wire-themed episode. We had Tommy on for that. He's mm-hmm. the collective we. Uh, <laughs> you were there at the end. <laughs> and the- then, mostly in spirit, but at the end you were actually there. Just, you know, on a different date. Um and now we're doing this one without Sean. Yeah, Sean couldn't take off work from uh, Papa John, so we're doing the <laughs> podcast without him. But it's in a similar vein to the Wire episode, where this one, however, is going to be focused just on Boardwalk Empire. Another classic HBO series, although less classic in the, the same sense Wire is, but it's still only like three or four years removed now. I think two C. I I think 2014 it ended. So it's yeah, not, I think so. It hasn't been off the air for too long, but it's... In that same way, I still think an under uh, an undervalued series because it had the misfortune, I think, of running at the same time that Breaking Bad and Mad Men were kind of in their prime. Oh yeah, so especially never, the last couple of years. It never got the same recognition that those series got, but all of us are big fans of it. Um, so I figured we we take some time to talk about Boardwalk Empire and what we enjoyed about it so much. Does it sound all right to you, gentlemen? It does. Yeah. Excellent. And, uh, of course, we also have Tommy Toon here, our cousin. That's right. The hot cousin. Yeah. DJ Tommy Toon. <laughs> Do a scratch for me. Waka waka. Oh, no. That's, that's that's bad. Bad. Is that the sound that of your, the sound your turntable makes yep. when you're DJing? Yep, waka waka. <laughs> Honestly, half the time, there's like features that you can just use on the board and act like you know what you're doing. Mm. Like, at, at a wedding. I'm not really taking the time to actually, like... DJ, you're just like you're just hitting buttons occasionally. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to do like clubs and stuff. Then we <laughs> you hold like one headphone. Two yeah, you like... get the whole thing going. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Start doing Mike Posner song remixes. Yeah. Is that a good song, by the way? Took a pill and Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that... I played that at wedding. Okay. Seems like a depressing song for Wayne. It's basically a song about how it's like his life's so hollow and sad. Yeah. But I guess if people still do what like. um Behind your eyes and things like that. So yeah. Is there a wedding song? I guess it doesn't matter. When there's an open bar, people start requesting wedding songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we played a, I Just Had Sex and I'm on a Boat at a wedding this weekend. Oh, so. wow. I hope like, the bride's father requested it too. <laughs> That's as awkward as possible. Groomsmen. But, yeah. Do you get a free mail, usually? Oh, yeah. Free mail. Do you get two? Do you get one for my date? If it's a boat. <laughs> Plus one. <laughs> Me. I mean, if it's a buffet, like you just kind of go up whenever. Mm-hmm. If they serve the food, you actually have to wait till everybody's served. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I assume you went towards the end of it. <laughs> like, you weren't the first person. Yeah, I'm not like <laughs> jumping in front of the bride and groom. So I gotta get back to these mad beats, you don't understand. <laughs> really? Because you've been gone ten minutes and the DJ thing's playing itself. Sounds like it's doing fine without you. <laughs> Shake it off for the seventh time. That's what we all requested. Yeah. So, to Boardwalk Empire, uh, 
for those of you who don't know what the show is, uh, be forewarned there to be massive spoilers littered throughout the episode. So yes. bear a heads up on that. But if you don't know what the show's about at all, uh, as I said, it was an HBO drama series. It focuses on uh, America in like the 1920s, right around the times what the 18th Amendment was passed. Yes, uh, 1920 Prohibition. The Prohibition of Liquor. Uh, and it focuses specifically uh, on the boardwalk in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and uh, Nucky Thompson, who at the start of the series is the treasurer for Atlantic City. And all of the organized crime and corruption that, that comes with it. Um, and it then touches on various different figures within the organized crime world at that time. Al Capone, Johnny Torrio, Lucky Luciano, Ronald Rothstein, the, the whole bunch of different characters. And those are major characters throughout the series. It's a mixture of original characters and then real historic ones. And it does not go well for any of the fictional characters. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, the, the story keeps a relatively tight hold on what happens to the uh, real characters to match up what happened in real life. It is somewhat of an alternate universe in a way, mm -hmm. I guess you could consider. My goal was Nucky Thompson's real name. Nucky uh, Johnson. Nucky, Nucky Johnson. Johnson. And Nucky Johnson had a very different fate than what Nucky yeah. Thompson had. Um, and the same sort of thing. They have creative liberties they take with certain scenes that aren't considered to be, you know, historically 100% accurate. But generally speaking, if somebody is a real figure, they aren't going to get killed off suddenly unless that's something that happened in history. So to make up for that, all the original characters they make up tend to be the ones that get killed <laughs> off instead. Except Jillian, who just manages to make up yeah, for whatever reason. For some reason. Uh, and star Steve Buscemi is Nucky Thompson, who... It was, I, I'm trying to think if there was any huge dramatic roles he had like this prior. Um, no, he had kind of a, a decent run for a season on Sopranos. And obviously Terrence Winter was from Sopranos, so I assume that's that was a big motivation for him getting yeah. it. His character in this always reminded me of his character in uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, he's so mousy, though, in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> He's so cheap, too. <laughs> Nucky Thompson's like the opposite yeah, temper of Mr. Pink. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he took some flack because apparently the real Nucky Johnson looked a lot more like James Gandolfini. Just gigantic, fat guy. Mm -hmm. Real presence. I don't know why, but I guess there were enough... I'm pretty nerdy about history, but I guess there were even bigger nerds about history. Like, he doesn't look like Nucky Johnson. Like, nobody even knows who that is. Yeah, I mean, nobody had heard of Nucky Johnson before no. the show started. It wasn't like they were casting someone as Al Capone who was like He's black, a tall, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's tall black dude as Al Capone, <laughs> Michael K. Williams as <laughs> Al Capone. Yeah. Well, we tolerate it. <laughs> well, it's good to see him working, yeah. except for that new show. I'm not watching that, but yeah. um, I guess we should kind of start off. I don't know if we want to start off going into seasons, or if you want to just make it more freeform, talk about moments, or I guess we could start off by talking about the theme song, Yay or Nay. I was never wild about it. We've had this conversation I, before. I was a fan. I played it at the start. I love the theme I song. Love, yeah. Every time I, I got it. into it. I, I always judge it by if I'm watching like multiple episodes back to back, do I skip the theme song? Yeah. And I never skipped the boardwalk. Oh, it really was, like it was perfect for me. It was a good song, a good beat to it, like sounded, right. but it was just short enough that I never like had any need to see Like yeah. I love Game of Thrones, but after like <laughs> two episodes of Game of Thrones, I'm like, I'm just going to skip these two minutes of like this <laughs> painting around restaurants. <laughs> Yeah, I love the Boardwalk Empire theme and like the zoom out at the end with the Boardwalk in the back. Yeah. yeah, the last five seconds of it I love, but the rest of it I'm kind of in. I, I'm okay with it. 
they did the same theme song the entire way through, and I uh, I love the Boardwalk Empire, you know, theme. I do not like the actual song that it's based off of. Well, not based off of, but it's from. It's just like kind of clipped around. It's called the Brian Jonestown Massacre, oh, yeah. I believe is the name of it. The song's called uh, Straight Up and Down. Yeah, yeah. And if you've never heard it, it's, you know, it's the Boardwalk Empire theme, but it, when it gets to the guy singing during it, you're like, oh, I don't like this at all. It's like a lot of, like, uh, screechy. I guess it's like, I guess, maybe like what punk was in, like, the 70s or 80s. Yeah. Like, very, I don't know. Just not my taste at all. Yeah. But Listen to the actual Boardwalk Empire theme. That's great. Mm. Always got me into every episode. Uh, I like it more than probably three of the Wire theme songs. Yeah, more than the second one. Yeah, the fourth one. Yeah, yeah, I agree on that. I guess we'll talk about the show, just going through it, and then we'll talk maybe about characters and stuff as they pop up. So, Tommy, I'm sorry, real quick. Did you watch it from the beginning, like as it was airing, or did you? I started, I watched the first three seasons, I think, after they had already aired, Mm -hmm. and then got caught up for season four. I remember the reason I initially started watching it was because we used to always go to Atlantic City and Brigantine Beach, and I was like, oh, this would be a cool show to watch. And, like, that's why, like, in the theme song, I was, like, hooked. I was like, it's like, that's still Pierre. Like, I was there, I was there. Oh, it looks beautiful. And I was hooked from, because the first season, so much of that season takes place on there huge boardwalk set that they had. Yeah. They made. And that kind of like hooked me into the show. It's one of the shows I think is like really awesome to watch all the special features and stuff mm-hmm. like that and behind the scenes stuff from DVDs because the amount of work that went into the show is absurd because I guess Atlantic City was like charged them some out or tried to charge them some outrageous amount to try mm-hmm. to actually film the boardwalk. So their solution instead was just to build, build a boardwalk board instead. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to look it up. I think it still is technically the most expensive pilot HBO's done. I, it was the largest set structure for any film or television in New York, I believe. Really? Ever I remember made. hearing about the cost of the pilot, though. Like yeah. How much money they dropped on that between, like, costumes and set. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's all period piece, so everything has to be, like, accurate there. They talked about in that one 30-minute video that uh, uh, happened, like, right before the finale where they even made everyone wear, like that style of time like underwear yeah. and shit like Which that like, stuff, that's not, stuff you'd never see but they're yeah. like we wanted it to be authentic it was yeah. like would have been like wearing like a Cracker Barrel apron <laughs> it can't be comfortable with it I guess maybe you just have so much swagger wearing those pimp ass suits yeah. that just don't care yeah. that was yeah this, the costumes oh, were amazing those suits if I was like an obscene hats. billionaire I would go I on would like a shopping like spree on that yeah like yeah. Becky Thompson's Jimmy Darby yeah, suits would, who, who yeah. would be Michael K. Williams that's a great one if you could pick one person to have gotten their wardrobe of suits from the show who's would it have been well Nuckies are going to be the biggest because he had the most scenes but you have to you have to wear the carnation though with that you know I don't mind the carnation uh, it's getting a fan of the carnation it's getting a new carnation every day seems like kind of a pain <laughs> in the ass um you know what I might which did Jimmy? You only ever saw him in like three or four suits. Yeah, I was gonna say I might go with like uh, Luciano. I feel like his suits were yeah. always like yeah. Do I have to wear the bow tie if I pick Rothstein? Yes. Yeah. Well, most of them were bow ties. So <laughs> you can have nothing. Uh, yeah, I'll still go. It, it's a toss up between Chucky or Jimmy. Jimmy's got that one blue suit that the one Capone gives him that he wears almost the entire season. He I, looks, it's amazing. I was gonna right say, I might go with Jimmy just because he didn't have many, but I think the ones he had were just amazing. Yeah. Like, they were great. Cool shit. He had like a black one too that I thought was pretty pimp. He only doesn't, you know, he doesn't 
have too many he gets to wear throughout the series, but unfortunately not. Here's the twist, Tommy. They're all Steve Buscemi's size. <laughs> <laughs> You're just popping out. <laughs> Why weren't there any beefcakes in Boardwalk? <laughs> Which is what a Terry was. If we got one of Manny's old suits. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, a lot of work went into that show, and everything was, was built to kind of impress. And the first season, you can really see a lot of that quality in there. I don't know if maybe it was something that HBO had really high hopes for. Because um, as I said, it had like a lot of pedigree too. It had uh, Scorsese, Scorsese yeah. was an executive mm-hmm. producer and directed the first episode. Uh, Terrence Winter, writer for Sopranos, was the writer for it. Was Greenberg involved? Like, he's also an executive producer. <laughs> yeah, I know he claims to be. Yeah, I remember he's, like he supposedly had the same job. Yeah, he's on the same. Yeah, it's executive producers Martin Scorsese yeah, and, and Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg. Yeah, every time I've heard Mark Wahlberg talk about the show, he doesn't seem to quite get what it's about. Like, yeah. I remember hearing him in an interview, he's like, oh, Bulwark Empire, it's amazing. They're, they're still always shooting each other, and there's gangsters, and it's such a high-powered action. Oh, they're so bloody and awesome. It's just like, maybe he hasn't gotten in anything about the characters <laughs> yeah. and the drama. Or, or way through like, the, the political strife and corruption is nothing. He's just like, it's like a gangster shoot 'em up It's like there. Entourage. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Entourage, but in the 1920s. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I assume they had to have had a lot of high expectations for the show because they put a lot into it. But. And that was before you knew Martin Scorsese was just going to peace out after like directing one episode and be like, see ya. Well, you had to think so. I mean, that's kind of like a, like a staple with television is you can get a big name attached to it, they'll direct the first episode, but obviously they're not going to stay around. Yeah. Like J.J. Abrams was lost, you know, he only did the first episode, but he's still an executive producer for that. Um, but I think they had... Through and through, I thought they had really talented people in pretty much every part of Boardwalk Empire, like acting-wise, writing-wise. Uh, it's one of the most like well-shot and just best-looking shows I think I can find out there. There's a lot of scenes that you stare just at a set, and you're like, wow, that's a beautiful shot. It's a lot of the stuff you don't get from uh, from Game of Thrones, where you're like, wow, this looks like someone really tried to skimp a buck and yeah. <laughs> throw this together. You never got that on Boardwalk. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of care put into the sets and everything like that. But um, I guess we'll just start talking about season one. Um, so season one's where we get introduced to it. It starts on New Year's Eve, which is actually... Is that a tradition for the show? Because I know season three also starts on New Year's Eve. I don't think every, every season. season. I don't think they all did. But, I guess but it starts on the eve right before uh, Prohibition. Prohibition. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of get introduced to Nucky first as he goes up to talk at a women's temperance meeting. And he, like, goes on to explain this story about, like, his dad was a drinker and it forced him to be alone. So he had to, like, go out scourging for food in the winter and kill a bunch of wharf rats for him and his family. And all the women are just like, oh, this is amazing. He leaves and Jimmy Darmody's just like, wharf rats, eh? He's like, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. And like, just like opening a flask. Yeah, and he's immediately drinking. And that's like 9 a.m. You immediately know what kind of person Nucky is off that. And, uh... We just watched the first episode. I don't know if you watched it yet uh, in the previous or remember, but it is an amazing first episode in terms of just how tight it is. It's a little bit longer than usually like the regular HBO. Yeah, I remember it being like an hour and 20. Yeah, I think like around 90. But But I also remember being completely hooked after the first episode. Because it's so tightly put together, so cinematic, and the best part is that it it initially creates this idea because you get very relatively quickly on that Jimmy is like a protege of mm-hmm. Nucky's come back from the war 
and he's not happy with his position. He wants more responsibility. He doesn't get it to him, so he does something that you know works against Nucky. It acts like a betrayal, and you get that impression at the start. You're like, oh, well, this is going to be what the series is about. Like, when will Nucky find out what Jimmy did, or how is that? Within the first episode, he finds out, and Jimmy talks to him about it, and you're like, oh, so it's not going to be that kind of series, you yeah. know, like you would have expected like the season one finale would have been like oh they found some clue that maybe Nucky will think it's him but that would have been four seasons of Grey's Anatomy yeah or or like True Blood or something like that oh my god definitely that but it gave me this impression that it wasn't going to be the same kind of show that you were always used to seeing and it was Mm -hmm. you know violent but not like absurdly excessively so but it just had these really good characters and it had this emphasis on like the art of conversation because mm-hmm. this early scene with uh, Nucky, Johnny Torrio, Arnold Rothstein, and uh, what's um, Colosimo? Yeah, Big Jim Colosimo. Big Jim Colosimo. And they're, the first like, they're sitting at a dinner table and like having this conversation. And Luciano finally just interrupts and just starts trying to get down to the business deals. And you just see like Nucky, like you kids today, just have no appreciation. For In a way, I'm not asking him. Yeah, whiskey. Tell him like, yeah, we'll take as much as we can get up to a thousand cases to start. Yeah. <laughs> And his Nucky just being like, put out a cigarette. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kids today with no appreciation for the art of conversation. Um, and the first season essentially becomes how that deal that Jimmy did that kind of screwed over Arnold Rothstein is then put Nucky into their Arnold Rothstein shit list. It's kind of like a, a war between them that occupies the first season. And there's a lot of storylines going on in between that. And, um, Nucky falls in love with the main female character of this series, Margaret Schroeder. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> the first do, season, either, do either of you guys like Margaret? The first couple seasons, I think she's pretty bearable. The first, I was just about to say she's bearable the at first the beginning. Season, as soon as okay. she starts those classes, it's like, oof. <laughs> the first season, she's alright. Um, the second season, there's one episode where it's like, oh, I'm totally into it. It's an episode where she uh, basically like finds Nucky's log that they're mm-hmm. trying that like the uh, DA's trying to find and burns it for him mm-hmm. and she's like you you know if we're gonna do this together you're gonna need to keep better track of your things and like he basically she basically totally saves and I was like oh I'm totally into her now like this is great like yeah. finally just not gonna get the nagging wife character on the show mm-hmm. and then that's all she becomes and then yeah, the next like, episode she's blowing yeah. Owen Slater because yeah. oh. he said nice hat <laughs> <laughs> you just go oh. how do you understand me so <laughs> it's it's brutal too because she is in the series for like the first three seasons and then she's no longer part of Atlantic City in like the fourth and fifth season but she's still she's still on the show she doesn't have a single scene in the fourth season I think she shows back up though and it looks like she does show up for like three episodes in the last season I think which was also a short season so it's basically like half of it I think she is in the fourth season just a little or no you're right because that's when because Rothstein's dead by the fifth season so yeah all that the All that scenes she had with him are in the fourth. But it looked like, I think she's not in like the first half of the season. She's maybe. not in a tremendous amount of the fifth season. And then, um, she's not as More than Rothstein. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's not a focal character in the fourth season, but she still gets, like, there's still screen time devoted to her where you're just like, oh, God, isn't there anyone else? Like, why can't we give some scenes to Pernsley? It's like, because yeah. oh, he's fucking... I didn't get why she, like, I felt like there could have been a storyline with her getting, like, getting taken care of by someone. Yeah. yeah. Like, For as much like as she Nucky knew. sending someone just like mm-hmm. like her her doing something to betray against Nucky and then Nucky like 
Just so like it's, one, it's like, like the last episode, he finds a love letter to Owen that she'd written. Like you whore. He always he, he well he didn't always, but he knew that she had some form. I don't know. He definitely knew something was up when like they opened the crate with his body in it, and she's crying. Yeah. Oh like, well, yeah. At and that like point. pounding he, on he, his he, chest. He like figured it out. Then. Yeah. He's like oh, because there's this one episode in the third season where him and Owen go to. Oh, it's right outside of Philly. It begins with a W. Willow Grove to hunt down some kid that stole one of their trucks. Oh, yeah, the, um... Roland, I think Roland, his name yeah, is. Right. Roland Leggett. And they, you know, the kid, like, is, whatever, 16, 17, holds up really well. They end up having a shootout, and they pull through a lot. And then as soon as the kid turns his back, Nucky just shoots him in the back of the head, and Owen's like, oh, I, I thought you were going to give him a pass. Like, as long as you... Or, uh, oh, God, what's the line? I'm going to fuck it up. Why would you think that is what yeah. he says? And he's like, I, I just didn't know. He's like, well, as long as you understand now. And I wasn't sure, is that a direct threat? Like, stop no. banging my wife? It was, it was sort of a power move, because there was a point then as well where people had started looking to Owen for advice more on what to do. Oh, than yeah, right. And I think that was a power move from him to, to establish himself again as, as like the head honcho. Um but yeah, Nucky's a character who really like continued to change throughout the series. The, the quote we're using for this episode, "Half a Gangster," something uttered in the first season or the first episode from Jimmy to Nucky about how essentially he's been playing as a mobster for so long, but he does, you know, he plays the politician role as it. You know, he's a treasurer. He works in the council. He does everything as like a as a businessman would. So when crime starts taking that attitude of like being a, a violent business. That's Jimmy trying to warn him, like, you can't just be on the business side of it. You have to be on the side that yeah. fights as well. So he does start to change and starts to buy that more. But I guess in the meantime, we'll talk about Jimmy some, since this is where he's also introduced that he is, I think, inarguably the secondary protagonist of Boardwalk Empire. In some ways, almost arguably the protagonist at points where it feels like he kind of mm-hmm. fills that younger role that I guess people would see themselves more as. Um, but like I said, he's a former war vet, just came back from World War One, and uh, he's always kind of been raised by Nucky, um, has an annoying mom, has a kid. So hot, though. Has sex with his mom. Yeah. Yeah. We'll throw that in there. To be fair, my mom's not that hot. <laughs> it doesn't, wasn't throwing herself at me constantly. For some reason, has just a family that could not be less interesting if they tried. <laughs> Although the Commodore's... Oh, the wife and kid. I thought I was like, I like the Commodore. No, I'm referring to Angela. He has a wife at the time. And Tommy's kind of bored, too. I like little Tommy. Tommy. I like little Tommy. Tommy. Tommy's (laughs) the kid. Such a homo name. Angela's wife is, like, kind of just not absurdly happy. She's tough, yeah. As they come through, and then, as you'll find out, she's also a lesbian. I mean, like, lesbian affairs on the side, and it's just so uninteresting. Which I assume was to fit, like, the HBO mandatory, you have to have one gay character on every show. Yeah, yeah, it had to have been. Because I don't don't see her in anything else either. Like, I I never see her talking about Boardwalk Empire. They never... In that entire special, they don't bring up Angela once. And they killed her off. There wasn't another gay character on that show, so... But Jimmy himself, I thought, was a great character because he's, yes, you know, he's this young go-getter. He's trying to rise up in the world, but he keeps kind of, he's too anxious to wanting to take the next step and, you know, doesn't 
exercise patience doll and it really just bites him in the ass over and over again. I think it's like within four episodes, Nucky's like, you just need to get out of Atlantic City yeah. and just sends him off to Chicago where he like starts to become friends with Al Capone. And that scene where he's calling Capone <laughs> from like Atlantic City and Capone's like, who is this? Yeah, Jimmy. Ooh. Oh, I'm so totally busy as he's just like grabbing horse asses. <laughs> Maybe the most heartbreaking thing ever in the fifth season. Where it's Capone and Luciano talking about Jimmy. Oh, and Capone's is. like, who? Jimmy Darmody, remember? No, you're name's so, not sounding familiar. Like, we're oh. such good friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, he goes to, to Chicago for a bit. That's where we kind of meet Al Capone a little bit more, Johnny Torrio. Uh, but it's also where we get introduced to Richard Harrow, who some of you may have seen him in images or things like that before. It's essentially another World War vet. Uh, however, he has like a half a face, mm. uh, which is kind of like a steel mask, like just. What was it from a sniper? Yeah, he got. He, they were both. He was a, a marksman, and I believe he got sniped, essentially like, through the eye or something Oof. like that. It wasn't enough to kill him; he survived, but it you know destroyed that part of his face. And apparently made him talk really slow. Yeah, <laughs> and can't smoke. Yeah, he is. his voice is very gravelly. This could be a five-hour podcast yeah. if we talked like him. Yeah. Not possible. Yeah, he was <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a very eclectic way of talking, but he was, I think, one of the most interesting characters on the show, too. Yeah. He, yeah. He, one, easily one of the most sympathetic, because he's a guy who just doesn't ever seem to catch a break. No. He's uh, kind of a broken person. We get introduced to him. It's like, you know, Jimmy kind of... Becomes, it implied maybe even broken before he yeah. went off to war. Uh, Jimmy becomes friends with him and he seemingly like kind of gathers him because he's somebody who like is broken and, and seems to just hate everything um, but the two of them kind of form a friendship he seems like things are getting together and then you know, spoilers uh, Jimmy dies and he's like well I'll help take care of his kid like that'll be my role in life yeah. and then that starts falling apart and he finally starts finding love and then that's oh it's He's heartbreaking, but he's one of the most interesting characters because he just is, is such a cool way of doing things. And he is a badass at times, too. Absolutely. Like, I mean, that's... I feel like when any time I bring up that show, somebody may not have seen the series, but they're like, oh, I saw the scene where the guy with the mask goes on a rampage. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, everybody knows season. that scene. Yeah. Like, well, the, the, one of the best scenes he's introduced in is Jimmy needs someone killed, like, talks to Richard, meets him, befriends him, and there's just a scene where, like... Jimmy meets the guy in like a restaurant and you hear like the phantom uh, it's not the Phantom of the Opera we couldn't figure it out but it was one of those like old 20s monster movies yeah it's like a, like a very like organ heavy like, like the old Frankenstein yeah and you just see like Jimmy like alright well stay here buddy and like grabs the guy on the arm yeah. and then walks away and the guy's just like what as soon as he leaves <laughs> and it like and that's it's, his first kill oh he tells series. him a whole story about like yeah yeah oh so he tells covered in like barbed wire yeah. and screaming that's out right. Right. that is yeah. right that is great uh, I actually wrote down like I don't know if you want to do this but I wrote down like three scenes in particular that I thought were great and that's one of them though yeah no, that scene's great because if correct me if I'm wrong too doesn't he go down and the way it's shot is his head hits the table and it like Behind you can see like Behind. the curtain. Close. You almost have to yeah. watch it if you haven't seen it in a while. I, I highly recommend. But yeah, it's it it's an incredible scene. Just incredibly like, shot. Yeah, it just immediately sets you in the mood of like, oh, this character's gonna be great. Yeah, unless they kill him in one episode, which <laughs> was terrifying. He was easily the character I feel. Unless he misses and <laughs> yeah. kills a sixteen-year-old girl and then dies somewhere <laughs> on the beach. 
Like every every episode and every season was uh, me being like, "Are they going to kill Richard in this episode?" Because yeah. oh, yeah. he always felt like the character you could just dispose of at any time. Yeah. Like it wasn't like he he wasn't Jimmy level on the show. Like it wasn't like this was yeah. a huge character, yeah. but it was like this is also the most sympathetic character and the one mm-hmm. I think everyone likes. So yeah. you just expected it to happen. I'm still blown away. He survived the third season. I was. I thought for sure he was, was going to like reveal he had a shot like in the stomach. And yeah, I was yeah. like, "There's no way this is going on, Tommy." Yeah, <laughs> Daddy's proud. Yeah, Daddy's proud. So it's like Batman. Right? And that that scene in the mansion, he's like at the end. The guy's like holding Tommy hostage. Yeah, and he's yeah. like puts the gun down Dude. slowly. And, yeah, he's got a million of those scenes. Yeah. Yeah, the second season where you think where he's going out there to commit suicide, I was like, oh, I don't know if I have it in me to <laughs> if this is this character's end, him shooting himself in the head on the in the, in the beach alone yeah. or at forest alone after his after his luxurious lunch of an apple and two slices of bread, mm-hmm. which I think he gave half to a dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the scene where he asks Jimmy, he's like, "Would you die for me?" Like to the last bullet, and you can tell he's like crying, sort of. Yeah, and once a season, you'd always get like you'd forget how bad he looked under the glasses, but you'd always get one episode a season where he'd take it off, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's why I wear the mask." <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, that mask looks ridiculous. Yeah. It's almost it can't be better than what your face. Acts. <laughs> oh, never mind, put it back on. Oh, chicks love scars. Oh, oh <laughs> no, not, not like that. Uh, yeah, and the, the guy who plays it too, Jack Huston. It's crazy when you see him outside of that too, because he he's like a. Pretty boy, essentially, yeah. like super yeah. handsome. Yeah, it looks like a. It looks kind of wussy. Yeah, honestly, like it looks when, like a model from like a cologne ad. Yeah, yeah. Like the first thing I had saw him in outside of Boardwalk was like a Corona commercial or something like that, like a beer commercial. And I remember like a girl walks by, he's really pretty, and he's like, "Wow," yeah. or something like that. You're like, like, "Wow, fuck!" <laughs> and you're like, "Oh my god!" Put the mask back on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah put that mask on. And be like, "Oh, she's pretty," and then walk in the corner and sulk and do nothing <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> Feel sad about yourself. Cut a bunch of pictures out of magazines and make a photo album like they're your family. Oh, that was uh, so sad. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that was more or less it in Chicago, though. Um, eventually, Jimmy Meet comes. Pearl, Jimmy's girlfriend for yeah. a hot minute. She's there for like yeah. a couple episodes. Oh, that's great when the, she, the Irish guys come in and they're just like, hey, Toots, what time is it? Like, <laughs> like right on her face. Yeah, it was pretty rough for her, too. She kills herself. Oh, yeah. Like, that episode, too. It's like Jimmy being like, no, you'll be all right. But she's drinking, like, morphine with, like, a couple drops of orange juice in it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, Jimmy goes back to Atlantic City by the end of it, brings Richard with him. And uh, the plot at that point, I believe, was that Arnold Rothstein essentially is now trying to assassinate Nucky and hires the D'Alessio brothers. Yeah, based on the recommendation of Luciano and, and Lansky. And, of course, the ever-faithful Mickey Doyle, who is also part of that scheme. <laughs> it's, a, it's a win-win team. <laughs> Mickey Doyle. That's yeah. the character I wanted to die of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to go into Mickey Doyle. He is this character you meet in like the first episode, and he just looks like a nutneck. Like He has a stupid bowler hat and the, this awful voice. He's just like, oh, Nucky, you're going to come in here? <laughs> He just does stupid jokes like he tricks Jimmy into drinking formaldehyde. Oh, yeah. And when the, Jimmy starts beating the shit out of him, it's him like, what are you doing there? Mm, you can't take a joke. Yeah, he's a wacky character. In he, every... And clearly not very talent good at his job. Because, like, Nucky sees him and is like, so, Mickey Manson, how's it doing? He's like, 
Doyle now. Change my name. Yeah. Doyle sounds better. And then, wait, at, by the end of that episode, he's fucked up and been put in prison. It's just like, that's his entire trajectory from thenceforward. He's known as the constant fuck-up throughout that series. But when he gets beat up at least once a season, too, usually. Yeah. To the point where it's made one of my favorite scenes in the series. Uh, Eli goes to prison. Uh, Eli, I guess we haven't talked about him at all, but Eli is uh, Nucky's brother. Goes to prison at the end Younger of the second brother. season. Younger brother. Season three is him getting out of prison, and the person Nucky sent to pick him up is so shitty. Doyle, and it's like this great. giant fur coat. And, and even <laughs> and even like Eli has the same thought we all do. Like he sent you <laughs> to pick me up, his brother, from prison for a year and a half. Yeah, Mickey is the character you were like. This dude surely is gonna die because he's His days are numbered, yeah. So frequently. And it's always and it's times where it's like, oh my it'd be so advantageous to kill him. Yeah. Somehow he never dies, but like Eddie dies. Yeah. Yeah. So many other characters. Just the episode he finally him. dies, it feels like Scorsese just wandered on the set. It's like, what's that character still doing alive? <laughs> I thought he was supposed to die season two. Like Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I get it. Fantastic blowjobs, Mr. Scorsese. Um Oh man, maybe we should just almost go into characters. There's so much other stuff. I'm not thinking I can find Alden, uh, Eli, yeah, Van Alden and Eddie. There's a couple scenes that are big ones in this uh, We watched the one uh, when Ben Aldrin was selling the irons and they made him do that like mock interview oh, with yeah. that one fat guy at work that yeah, was just fake. That's a great scene. Do you sound down ass? Does your wife need it? He's nuts. slams him. For some reason, they kept the irons on, too. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know why yeah. he needed to for a fake demonstration. He was, one of my, he was one of my favorite characters. Van Alden. It's like, so weird. That, like, yeah, he was like... It was... Like, weird enough that I liked him. Unsettling. It was like a weird juxtaposition because he... At first, he was just unsettling in like his quietness and composure. Mm-hmm. And then he'd have a scene where he's just... He's like a badass. Like, he killed someone while baptizing him. Yeah. Yeah. And then it'd be followed That's up... favorite character. Then it would be followed... I love Stepso. <laughs> really? I thought he was great. I hated him. I was so glad. And then it would be followed up by an episode where it like ends and he's like strangling himself while like beating himself with a... Yep. Like, looking at a picture of some girl he likes and you're just yeah. like, what the fuck is... Like, yeah. What is happening? He had a weird trajectory. When did. He's str- It was a character who... You know, the first two seasons I thought were great with him. He's this, you know, no ruthless, almost Terminator-like mm-hmm. prohibition agent, but in his anger and, you know, like, religious zealotry, kills somebody, and that then pays dividends against him, and the consequences hit him in season two. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he's just on the run, and they never really seem to have an idea what to do with him. They I just seemed to always kind of float around to who else needed a character yeah, to work I always with. got the impression with him that he, like, generated so much conversation... And that he was such a good actor that they kind of yeah. just like continued yeah. to write him into the show. I, I always felt, yeah, I always felt originally that like once the government figured out that he killed his partner, that that was just going to be the end of his character. And mm-hmm. they were like, oh well, Michael Shannon's a good actor. Like people talk about this character. Yeah, let's try and keep him on. And then that just continued throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, because it's. Not like his... He's too handsome to take <laughs> off TV. <laughs> it's not like his, like... He can battle Superman. <laughs> Read creepy sorority letters. <laughs> your diary. That letter is great. Uh, but, like, it's never like his plot after season two really seems to make much sense for him. Like, he becomes an iron salesman just because he has nothing else to do and then just somehow gets involved becoming, like, a patsy for Dino Banyan and Al Capone. Yeah. And then eventually the last season it seemed like they had no clue what to do with a lot of characters so he becomes like buddies with 
Eli for some reason, and just mm-hmm. like, what is this combo? Oh, I love that mix. It's like, great. Like, it's hysterical. To think Eli about. at his worst and drunkest, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, you're just like, what is the per? Like, how did this ever like seem like a good idea to people? <laughs> it's part of these two up together. Why is everybody sending their garbage to Chicago? <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, Eli, the younger brother of Nucky, uh, he's the Typical, resentful little brother. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah, the younger brother who's clearly being held down by his older brother. Not as hot, not as smart. Larger (laughs) nosed brother, definitely Um, never given a shot. Clearly more successful. Racist, Um, (laughs) sexist. He is probably responsible for the Orlando shooting. uh, Well, you know, (laughs) I I I plead the fifth. He has some great scenes because like very quickly into the first season, you just start seeing how much he resents. Yeah. And like the aggression that happens. Doesn't take long. And there's one episode, maybe my favorite episode of the entire series is the uh, St. Patrick's Day episode where they have oh, this St. Patrick's Day celebration. Carrick Fergus. A song I'd never heard of. Were you guys raised more with like Irish? No, I never stuff? heard of Okay. I heard that song either. But it's this great episode where they're, you know, you know, having this hidden drinking celebration for St. Patrick's Day and Eli's just completely shit-faced, and I forget what Nucky even says to him to piss him off, but he's just like, you know, you're not so fucking great. One day, you know, if I wanted to, I could lie as well as you do, and something like that, and Nucky just like, it's again one of those moments where Nucky's so composed, he just kind of like takes a cigarette out, puts it out, and it's just like, lie as well as I do. If you want to be as good, learn a fucking language. You fucking don't. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh. The, the just the bitterness that those two kind of shared for one another. It's great. It's weird because you know it's very. And that's much, the one day Nucky doesn't drink at all. Yeah, uh, but they have this kind of interesting relationship because they are family, and like that seems to be the most important thing in the world for Nucky. But they just seem to hate each other. Yeah, like. And it's certainly after Eli betrays him in the second season. It's something Nucky never really seems to forgive. They get along pretty well by the end of the third season. They have, and most of the fourth season, they're working well together, too, yeah. until his son gets blackmailed. But there's definitely, like, a real tension and hatred between them. I love... They were, I thought they were their best when they were actually working together. Yeah. I but mean, it, those were great. Like, you got it didn't the, take much for them to start turning on. You got the idea that the Empire itself was built on the two of them working yeah. in, in tandem together. Because it's not like Eli's an incompetent person or anything like that. Like, he's a bit... Like not as smart as he thinks he is, but he's still competent enough at his job and, and mm-hmm. a good kind of advisor and, and capable of keeping things in control. Van Aldrin might disagree. He's like, yeah. "What is <laughs> drunk well, boob? You keep the booze away from him." Is he that he is smells like good. urine. Um, what is Nucky's uh, fling in that season? Oh, the Cuban, the chicken Cuba, the no, Roxanne uh, Arquette, Patricia Arquette, yeah, oh, Patricia Arquette. What's her name? Lucy, Lucy Daniger. Oh, the Daniger. first for the first season. Yeah, the first season. Uh, Lucy Daniger is like uh, essentially like a. Is she even a showgirl? I can't remember. I think if she she's had an that. aspiring showgirl. Yeah, she's essentially like Nucky's side. You piece could call her about that. Yeah, yeah. she's a side piece throughout it, but. She doesn't have a particularly large role throughout that. Mm-hmm. She mostly just comes into the fact that she fucks Van Aldrin at the end of, I guess, the first season. Yeah, a really Se- weird plot turn. Yeah, and then the second season has a kid with him, and then just bails on him. <laughs> yeah, kid. Like at the end which of the was sweet, because I thought, I was like, how long am I going to have to deal with this character? Yeah. Um, 
I guess from here, I don't know if we just want to start talking about favorite moments, favorite characters, favorite scenes, quotes, anything like that. I think we've introduced most of the pivotal characters throughout the series. We like didn't talk enough about Eddie. Eddie, yeah, Eddie's, <laughs> Eddie's uh, heartbreaker. his German <laughs> butler, who is easily the source of the most comic relief in the show, because yeah. he just has, like... It's it's really like a like a vaudeville ski. Uh, Those speech. two together, yeah. Every time Nucky mm-hmm. and him are interacting together, like because he just has this way of like presenting information to him, like Nucky, there's a pregnant woman here to see you. Like what? <laughs> a pregnant woman? She said she met you last night. What are you talking about? Oh, at the the temperance meeting. Like, why didn't you leave with that? Damn it! Knock like a man. <laughs> bam, bam. Look at the door on the hinges. There is one really good scene if you want to pull it up. I'm not sure if we're going to uh, If you have it on your phone, I can't. I don't have any Wi-Fi here. Okay. Give me a second. I'll find it. I remember in season one when uh, they try and uh, kill Nucky on the boardwalk. And he ends up... Like, I mean, what does he do? I think he jumps in front of him and then... He jumps in front of him and... I know, like, a girl ends up getting shot. Hey, he must stop the bullet, but he, like, leaps into action. That's where you're like, yeah. oh... And he pulls out his gun. Yeah. And you know, like, oh, he's more than his... He, like, knows what's going on. He's bodyguard and butler. Like, yeah. maybe not the best bodyguard choice. <laughs> which is why he starts keeping, you know, Richard and Owen around as the series goes on. Oh, uh, yeah. Owen's alone. I guess we should probably mention But, yeah, Eddie's great. And there's just so many hilarious scenes of them. It, I had to watch it again, but it's the you season... Me, Oops. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh. I thought you was all about madness. I treat people as gentlemen until they prove otherwise. All you've proven is you're a thieving little prick who shows up where he doesn't belong. Since when do you need permission to look at the ocean? To look at my ocean? Since you're a hundred grand out of my pocket. Mr. Rothstein don't see it that way. Mr. Rothstein don't run this town. He runs New York. Maybe you heard of it. You like it around here, though, do you? I like the view between that geisha's legs. You're referring to Jillian Dermody? Is that a name? Mr. Thompson, for showing me how it's done here. 
It's a good scene with him. Uh, it is, and it's got that great, and it's got a, a funny Eddie scene in it. Uh, the moon and my stars is probably the, yeah. That's, you know, I was gonna say the scene that I always think is one, like the one of the funniest is the scene with him in the car and Nucky's essentially like this is when he's lost both of his confidants. So Eddie's one of the few people he can trust, and it's him in a car talking with I guess the mayor. Yeah, and it's him just being like, "What do you tell him who I am?" And like Eddie's like. Are you addressing me, sir? Yes. And he's like, who else is in the car? <laughs> and, then, like, and he just turns to him. He's like, Mr. Mr. Thompson is the greatest man to ever live. He is the moon and the stars, and he lives in the dreams of children. <laughs> and then just turns around quietly <laughs> and goes back to like being in the driver's <laughs> position. And it's the best like non-vocal acting in the series is just Nucky's like, trying to process it, like... What did I just... What did he say? Did he prove my point or not? Oh, man. And then it's so sad when he gets shot at the end of the third season. And then you don't see him for, like, the next two episodes. So you don't even know if he survives Well, the no, third you know season. he makes it because they take him to Chalky's place. Yeah, but he's, like, guys... in and out. And I know they get the bullet out, but... Yeah. Uh, but, uh... Nucky kind of leaves, and he's like, well, good luck. But yeah. then Nucky doesn't even know, like, what... Like, he's surprised to find out the guy had a wife and kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, like, kind of a shocking moment when he realized he had this guy this close to him the entire time and knew almost nothing about the guy. Um, Yeah, I guess let's just start going into, like, favorite characters or moments. That scene I I had you watch with, uh, whatever, Jillian fakes Jimmy's death by just killing some random kid that kind of looked like him. And he knocks on Nucky's office. He's like... Jimmy Domity is dead. <laughs> like, makes a big... I do not know how quite to say this, but... Jimmy Domity is dead. And just Nucky being like... And? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd want to know. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Let's start just going into any f- particular favorite moments. Brought up Chalky White. Chalky? Yeah, we never His brought up... There's so many about. characters we just mm. haven't talked about, so I'm sure they'll come up. But yeah, Chalky. Michael K. Williams playing them. Yep, my favorite scene is the... Uh I ain't building no bookshelf. Book That's sure. good. Um, he's the essentially like the. Well, he sure brought a lot of tools to just cut off a guy's <laughs> finger. Yeah, did. <laughs> Wasn't sure what else he did in there. You'd expect more. Yeah. This took two hours. I don't. Know. Yeah. You needed four different pliers for this. Yeah. I think one of the best parts of the show was it. Like it. it covered all aspects of America at that time, so not just prohibition, but politics and racism. Race relations. I didn't realize the KKK relations. in New Jersey especially, but in Pennsylvania as well, was very popular between like World War One and World War Two. Yeah. Even more so than it was in the South at yeah. times. Even just some of the like interactions when Chalky would walk into like the white club and he's walking around. You know, no respect, but as soon as, you know, Nucky is like, oh well this Mm-hmm. He's one of my guys. Like, that was... Like, he needed that yeah. confirmation to get the respect of anybody else in there. Yeah. When really he was, you know, making more money than yeah. most of those white people were and in there. Easily the most reliable of Nucky's, like, lieutenants mm-hmm. and, like, allies. Yeah. Which... Like, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Interrupt. Well, I just mean, like, he was easily, the, like, the most loyal and probably the best of all of them. Like, of one person that just never really created too many problems for him or giant yeah. fuck-ups... Jockey was always like a reliable yeah, kind of rock to stand on. Stuff done. Yeah. Especially when you consider that, with the exception of Eli, no one had, like, there weren't a lot of pleasant, nucky, chalky conversations. At least that ended well with both of them being like, yeah, you're right. Almost all of them ended with, like, 
Nucky having to threaten him in some way or just like stop being so uppity I mean yeah. I know he never said uppity <laughs> outside of that one concussion episode but the, they had a lot of ones where it's like this is what I want well too bad that's not happening yeah. Yeah. and he was still the most reliable guy on the yeah. roster He's, yeah because Nucky always had the balance to like I want to help you out but at yeah. the same time it's America in the 1920s like, yeah and he was, couldn't you know, give him everything he wanted and it sort of made sense that he was that loyal because he was even crazy that he got that far. Like, he was that much of, like, a respected member of Nucky's team. And you were like... Because there's a chance he has to betray him mm-hmm. in Season 3 of Chip Brissetti. And he doesn't because he's like, is this dude going to treat me any better than Nucky is? Yeah. There's, like, the no one thing. The one thing Jip was not good at was reassuring you you were in good hands. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he was a, a great character. I always... I was never a crazy big fan of him, though. I think if only because... After watching The Wire, it was hard not to see like see him yeah. and think of Omar, and I think I and just I, liked Omar a little yeah, more. Yeah, I, I think I liked Chalky so much when I walked through because I watched Boardwalk before yeah. I'd ever seen The Wire. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now, after watching them both, like, he's always going to be Omar. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. he's not going to be Chalky White. But but at the time, I was like, oh, this, like, this character's awesome. And I always thought there were the conversations between when he owned Club Onyx between him and the oh, other black workers there oh. it was really interesting to see because in their eyes they were like oh this guy's kind of like Uncle Tom like mm-hmm. friends with the white guys you know is he really treating us fairly I always thought that was interesting to see like no yeah his conversation him with and the oh the scene with him and the the, the jail cell Perns was just shitting on him yeah. for so yeah. long being oh, able, that's and he's just quietly taking it Pretending like to read bear, a book. Yeah. yeah, and then like finally just like rips a book out of his hands and just has this calm scene where he just starts looking around the room. He's like, Jeffrey, how's that that rocking chair I built for your grandmother doing? Like, going great, her back don't hurt no more. And then he'll like he just turns around and just addresses people in the crowd. And he creates the skits one guy. Yeah. I don't know you, but yeah, Je- I don't. You're kind of weird, but like he just addresses <laughs> everybody. <laughs> yeah, like the one white guy in the black zone. Like I don't know how long I was here. You guys didn't. <laughs> But, like, he just addresses, like, individuals in the crowd, talks about how he's helped them out, and then, like, without really needing to do anything, all of them just gang together and just beat the shit out of Pernsley. It's one of the coolest scenes. Oh, I thought he was dead at the end of that scene. He looks horrendous by the end of that beating. And eventually he makes Pernsley into, like, his right-hand man. Yeah. Which works for a while. Yeah. It's, like, the entire third season he's with them, and then... The, the scene where they go to visit Eddie Cantor because Eddie's like refusing to do some play for Chalky's girlfriend, and they're like, "Why don't you do a show for us?" No, that's right. And, they, and he tries to like call, stick out your tush, give it a bump, and yeah, bring the game. Like, I'll do a play for him. Oh man, no, that, that, that. there are some amazing scenes there. Between Anything with him and Narcisse because Narcisse was like the anti-Chalky. Yeah. They hated, hated each other from like the yeah. second they said hello. And Narcisse would just needle him the whole time. Like, you're not that smart. Yeah, he always just assumed he was another part of... What did he call them? The Libyans or something like that? Oh, uh, yeah, the Libyans or what he called his people. From on New Babylon. Yeah, but then the other people he would just refer to like just the Negroes. Yeah. And he always had that. Uh, it's like another line in that special where he's just like yeah. there's like a, a line at the end of the series that was like rewritten in or at the end of a scene where it's just like the ignorant negro or something like yeah, that yeah, the yeah. had to add in he's like oh it was so perfect <laughs> I just had to laugh it was amazing um Chalky yeah Chalky was another really good character um any favorite scenes pop out to you um 
we're just doing the first well, season? Yeah, I, let's, let's, let's branch that all over the place, because I think if we try to go through season by season, it'll take you a I, uh, The other one that I, I downloaded, but I feel like we know the, the one well enough, is uh, not Jip Rossetti's intro. It's not when he beats that guy to death with, <laughs> for offering to help him like change his flat. Yeah, <laughs> Jip at the, uh, when the, they're playing cards... At the party where yeah, he just like shits on every single yeah, person. Yeah, he makes fun of every, like yeah, a room every. full of murderers. The, yeah, and you find most, out later, Jim Brissetti's not that big of a, a con. No. He's machine. a minor lieutenant in Joe Masseria's army. Not yeah. Joe Masseria, not a high general. Who'd have thought he was? <laughs> yeah, like the president of the United States. Yeah, the way he starts like mouthing off. Considering he had, he's surrounded by like the like the criminal kingpins of like New York, Chicago, yeah. and Atlantic City, he still comes in with the biggest nuts in the room to be like, look at over there, you midget shyster with your small <laughs> fucking Jewish cock. Rothstein's probably the most important, and he gets the shittiest dream, it's like, you fucking kite dentist, he homo. <laughs> and then it's like, Luke Shaw is like, hey, that's not cool, keep it down, short pants. <laughs> what is he called, Naki? Uh, a breadstick bread stick in a bow tie. tie. That's one of my favorite episodes. You're in my house. <laughs> You're a breadstick in a bow tie. Oh. oh, and Owen Slater's like, you won't be doing it here. Like, I'll eat you, like, fucking Irish sausage and shit you out, kid. I, I loved his character. He and is I great. thought he was very deserving. He's a breath of fresh air in a show yeah. that's got, like, a lot of people with ulterior yeah. motives. There's nothing, like, behind the scenes. Yeah. No, guy. he's very upfront. And it's such a weird character, but in the best way, because he just has this hair trigger that he'll find a slight in the slightest thing mm-hmm. and just assume it into the worst thing. The best part is he rages his entire war with Nucky off of a shitty mistranslation that he thought was wishing him good oh, luck. And he took it he took it as an insult. He's like, Good luck. Why is he wishing me good luck? Yeah. Why would I need his luck? And it's like, turn around, we're fucking his empire over. <laughs> it's my own detriment. <laughs> it's just like oh man. But he has and so summer many, camp is that? Yeah, <laughs> so he takes over that town. Yeah, <laughs> is summer camp still happening. Uh, summer camp's canceled, dearie. And it's not really question and answer <laughs> session. <laughs> so shut up. Smashes open the glass case just to take some old general's hat that he just starts wearing around. Yeah. Like he has so many like just hilarious scenes too. Like just the way he's talking. Spaghetti and coffee. Spaghetti. Yeah. Spaghetti and <laughs> coffee. I guess I'll have spaghetti and coffee. Mm, just like mommy used to make. <laughs> it's like meanwhile, like it's these like frozen meatballs and just garbage spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. The, the dude, I think he brought a big audience to the show for the the uh, last two seasons. Probably the mainstream audience yeah. because he like he won best supporting actor. He's the only. And the only he, one actor, yeah. I think, yeah, only was Steve Buscemi nominated. He was, he was nominated a couple times, yeah, there, but never won because it was Mad Men or Breaking Bad yeah. or Friday Night Lights. You're like, what? Yeah. Who was yeah. watching the show? Um, but yeah, Jim Rossetti is just. It was a great breath of fresh air because the second season had taken so much from us and killed off Jim. It was such a bummer. <laughs> like yeah. Eli was no longer like Commodore's dead. Like it was so much kind of happened. Eli's just, gone. Van Aldrin's out of town. Yeah, Van yeah. Aldrin's gone. Like it was so much crumbled away, and it's like, oh, we're going to introduce another character who we're like, oh, I'm completely into this guy. Like this guy's great. Like it, it filled that void, and he became such a hilarious but like threatening like antagonist. And there's a great episode during that season. Uh, it's uh, I forget what it's called, but it's the Easter episode where it's essentially like Easter portrayed in like three different scenes so you see like the awkward tension of like Nucky having Easter with Eli's family yeah. no and drinking then, before sundown yeah <laughs> and then like uh, uh, Harrow is with his uh, 
you know, the girl he's kind of courting and her. Oh, father. her drunk dad. Oh, yeah. is that the freak show one? Yeah. You better dime to see this. It's, yeah, it's a pretty, it, that is all bad Thanksgiving or Easter. They don't, none of them go well. But then the other one is you see fucking, uh, Jip Rossetti's Easter. And you just get to see that his mom just beats, the, like berates the shit out of him. His constantly just like put a shit on you, Dago. Like, come on, mom. he's not getting the big piece of chicken. Yeah, he's like, he's like he doesn't rule his own house. He's just like it's such a different yeah. side of him that you had. I seen love the before. scenes of Al Capone at his house too, where he's just like wrestling with his his brothers. Yeah, mom's like, hey, stop it. <laughs> Anytime you got to see like these like high powered gangsters like with their yeah, family, acting ridiculous. Oh, although it'll break your heart when you see old uh, Al Capone with his deaf kid. Yeah, that's a that's yeah, that's that's, that's a sad bad. episode of like him with the kid. It's like trying to teach him to stand up for himself because he's getting picked on, and he, yeah. it's not even because he's getting picked on because he's deaf. He's just getting picked on in all deaf school. Yeah. And him trying to teach his son to box and just like hit it harder, harder, and you just see the kid start wailing. Yeah. And then it like has that end where he like just holds him and he starts playing ukulele for him and he's like, My buddy, <laughs> my buddy. It's like you forget for a second that he's a, just a giant. Oh, such a prick. <laughs> just such an enormous douchebag other. And then it's the one scene, it's in the like the Capone's last episode where he's like saying goodbye to his son before he goes to court and his son's like, Dad! <laughs> he's doing like the best oh, thing. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, that's uh, I love when uh, Capone pulls up to Nucky's, uh, like, when, when they had to leave Atlantic City, and he pulls up and he's like, I've been traveling for 18 hours, yeah. got a room, some food, and then when I wake up, we're going to talk about who dies. <laughs> it's so pivotal. Like, oh, it, wasn't that, cause was that the last episode of a season it's two? The, no, it's, it's the it's penultimate of season three. It, okay, yeah. Because the episode after that is them attacking... Uh, of course, yeah. they kind of fast forward through that war, and you just get a bunch of highlights. Well, of it. the reason it's not even really a war because uh, what's his name sends back his men. Masseria, like Rothstein made a deal with Masseria to pull back his men, and they just kill him anyway. Yeah, but there's a few weeks between yeah. the second and the very last episode. But it's like this crazy alliance that is just formed between Nucky. Uh, uh, Al Capone and then Chalky. Like they have to like form an yeah. army together. Essentially, I remember at, like at that scene though, like was like. I was so, so excited for the next episode. You have no like, idea what's going to happen. Nucky's got nobody. Like even Chalky's so like, fucked. I was, don't. I can't trust a lot of my men. Yeah. In this situation, and you're like, who the fuck could possibly come? And then like six cars show up, and it's like, oh man. And then of course him and Chalky immediately like get on each other's yeah, nerves. Yeah. Like, oh, shine these shoes. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> some of the promotional stuff I thought for the show was so great. This was just like a teaser from season two. I'm sure you remember it, but... Yeah, it was just like, everywhere he looked, there was main characters looking at him in very suspicious ways. Yeah, I was... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> David Eddie. What's the tagline for it? It's like, don't trust anyone. Something or? like that, yeah. <laughs> and Richard. Watch your back. That scene with Richard was great. 
remember what the tagline was. That's a great scene, though, in the first uh, episode of season two. Hey, Boom. Oh, right, wait, sorry. doesn't it show it? Oh, all right. Well, that September. No. All right. Don't bother with it. Um, there's that great scene in the season two premiere, because it's now, like, at the end of season one, it was the Commodore Jimmy and Eli had, like, formed an alliance to take down Nucky, and Nucky sees them all eating a dinner at Babette's, and... Took his last lobster. Yeah, the last like, lobster like, in the, the house. The entire time, Margaret's just like, don't worry about it, just stay calm. And then she's like, fine, I'll have the lobster. Like, Sorry, sir, we just gave the last one to that man over there. <laughs> sees the Commodore about to eat it, just walks over, slaps, like, just flips it off their table, like, with one single motion. He's like, I will ruin you. All of you. <laughs> it's such a great scene. Um, you said you had a bunch of quotes you wanted to, I think, like, throw around. Oh, yeah. I got a little game that we can play. Well, I guess before we do that, oh, do you have a favorite? I stood up and everything. <laughs> do you have, I just want to get it out so we can get them out before in case they're on there. Favorite quotes from anybody? It'd be tough. I got yeah. one that I think always sticks with me. It's in the moment when Nucky is deciding what to do with Jimmy, and he like calls up on Rothstein to ask him if he'd be okay with Bib. Uh, them killing Manny mm. and he's like I wouldn't have uh, an opinion either way on that and he's like uh, it looks like I have a choice to make and Arnold Rossi in the game just has this great line where he's like flip a coin when it's in the air you'll know which way you want it to is a great that is a great like line. it's a piece of life advice I start to even take then too where it's just like if you don't know flip a coin you'll think you yeah. know, you'll realize which way you want it to go yeah. I always thought that was such a cool line and that's not in that same scene, but there's a scene within that season that is one of the best in the series, is when it's Rothstein, Ducky, and Torio meeting, like, quietly in a room, kind of, to discuss problems, and they all, like, mention, like, how their apprentices are kind of, like, growing big, and yeah. starting to take over, and it's, like, the old guard just kind of trying to work together. It was, a, it was an awesome scene. Nose behind you wasn't the quote you're looking for, is it? Nose behind you maybe was it. I, th- I forgot the fifth season was that great one. No one goes. Was, yeah, no one goes, goes quietly. Which was very uh, like fortuitous because it's like everyone's dead who's not a like real character. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the Sean story about him texting me? No. Yeah. Um, it was whatever. It was a tough episode because it's uh, it's in the fifth season. Van Aldrin and Eli have that meeting with Capone where Van Aldrin goes nuts and just tries to kill Capone and gets shot in the head and killed. Yeah. Uh, I'm asleep, so Sean must have caught like a 2 a.m. showing of it. Mm-hmm. I saw a text on my phone at 2.15 like, oh no! And then 20 minutes later when, uh, when Chalky gets killed, I see another text like, oh no again! Why does everything I love have to die? Uh, oh, that was a rough episode. <laughs> it was... It was extremely rough, especially to see Narcisse get to kill him. Like, God yeah, damn it. Every, yeah. yeah. Although he I got his. I wasn't a big Narcisse fan. No. no. And I was hoping, like, maybe they'll work together for an episode just to see Chalky, like, kick some ass for a little bit. But yeah. I, I was able to like Narcisse in theory. Like, I do like the idea of, like, a well-educated African-American gangster kind of character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he just didn't, I don't know. It, it, it was maybe tough to kind of have them fill that void that was left behind with Jip Rossetti. Um, yeah. And it also tied too much into like the Chalky family storyline, which I just never gave a crap about. Yeah, the thing I didn't like about Narcisse was the whole like Babylonian and like yeah. all the like oh yeah the pretentiousness yeah I just didn't think that, I didn't think that went with the series and it just, just all those scenes I could 
Yeah, I love that scene where uh, it's the end of the fourth season where J. Edgar Hoover kind of busts him and just breaks him down. Like, you're not anybody. You're a pimp and a drug dealer. Yeah. That is great. Because mm-hmm. he's already trying that, like, the Prince of Babas. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I he was, was the one who got the end of the heroin, right? Instead. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that scene where he gets killed by Lucia, or I guess some random... It might be Benny Siegel. Or Bugsy Siegel. Yeah. But he, uh, coming out of that church and he's just spewing garbage mm-hmm. about like Corinthian sex. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One scene I just want to talk about real quick before we start that then too that made me laugh because I watched it again today is the uh, Gaston Means was a character in yes. a very eclectic way of speaking. <laughs> and he was asked to essentially kill another member of like uh, the, the Jess Smith, I think is the guy's name. Yeah, like J- Harry Darmody's tr- assistant district attorney, or yeah. whatever the, the assistant, he's assistant asked, attorney general. He's asked to kill him, paid to kill him. And you would assume he would just hire an assassin with that money. Instead, he's like, well, I'll save some money and just do it myself. Me, who's never killed a man before. So it's him, like, sneaking into a room, like, with his revolver, seeing what's clearly a bunch of, like, blankets over some pillows, because it's not nearly fat enough to be Jess Smith. so fat. <laughs> was so huge. And him being, like, grabbing it's too, like, oh, and then, like, Jess Smith obviously, like, opens the door with, like, a gun, like, what are you doing? And it's him, like, oh, well, I don't, I can't believe, what, what am I? Have I been sleepwalking here with a, with my unsheathed gun, with my revolver? At this unheavenly hour. Unheavenly hour, within the parameters of this, oh, with a Glarion hotel, and what I was... But I'll just, I believe I'll put this down. It's just like, it's just like, what do you, how did you think this was going to work? And just the, like, he just keeps rambling on and like his weird dialect of speaking of like, well, you perhaps are wondering why I have this weapon unsheathed within your premises. He's got so many, your shoelaces appear to be in a state of disarray. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, can't say anything directly. Everything always just has to be full of words of the day. Like, things I'm going to start telling kids that when they're. Shoes are untied. <laughs> Your shoelaces <laughs> appear to be in a state of disarray. How would you judge a man who you could buy within five, five minutes of meeting him? Eh, that's not a good one. Then we are face-to-face with a paradox. The best predictor of your future behavior is past behavior. I'm afraid young Mr. Hoover proves no exception. Oh, here's a good one. What I've learned, the truth is surprisingly easy to obfuscate. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just... <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's... So many of those guys, and Remus is another one. Yeah. <laughs> Remus wants his cut. Well, Remus can go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah. The best part is, like, so many characters always keep doing that, too. Like, Esther Randolph's like, Randolph would very much like to see those receipts. Jimmy's just going to listen to it on the radio. Oh. Um, I should have thought about it. All right, one of my favorite quotes might be in here. All right. I'll, uh... This is a game... You have a bunch of Borlock Empire quotes. You have to guess what character says it? Yeah, we have to guess yes. who said it. Is that the Can you keep track of what you said? Each one of you gets. Yes. All right, Tommy. You know the nice thing about the Bronx Zoo? There's bars between you and the monkeys. No, it wasn't your dad. Rostin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Correct. Yeah. I won't be doing any accents. As tough of it is, as it is to resist. Uh, you are smarter than your enemies, and you will persevere. But you aren't thinking clearly now. You must concentrate and not give over to emotion. You say it again. You are <laughs> such sp- a long quote. You are smarter than your enemies, and you will persevere. But you aren't thinking clearly now. You must concentrate and not give over to emotion. 
there's a couple different characters I feel like that could be I think what's screwing it's me gotta up, be Jeff Rossetti I was gonna say I feel like it's directed at Jeff Rossetti uh, but I don't know who would Danino I say Margaret Schroeder Correct. That see what confused me is that the first quote was from first season, so I was like, "Is it going?" I started jumping around because yeah, at first they were first season. That's when I stopped. I was like, "Well, she wouldn't have said that first season, but I feel like she would later." All right. The first part of this quote, Tommy, is from a, a different character. Okay. You've got me confused with somebody else. You mean there's another Dago walking around with dog shit on his face? Naki. Correct. Wow. All right, Christopher. I heard a lot of we last year when you was in trouble. Now it's just you. Uh, chalking. Correct. That one's even easy. I mean, super hot. This one's a <laughs> gimme, and I don't know why I even left it in, but... Mr. Feel bad when I get it wrong. Mr. Thompson is part of everything. He is in the sky and the sea. <laughs> he is in the dreams of children at, <laughs> at night. He is all that there is. Forever. <laughs> That's what I... What did That's... you say at the end? Forever. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. That's the part that gets me. Is he is all that is. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Alright. The only chance you have of entering the White House is on a guided fucking tour. I want to say Nucky said it. Correct. I'm we trying to remember who he said it to, though. Uh, Harry Darmody. Harry Darmody. Yeah, or Darmody. Whatever his name is. Right. Right. three apiece. Tommy, we got a deal, but just so we're clear, my ass box is, is filled with pieces of fellas who tried to fuck me over. Naki? No. Do you want to? Should we allow for steals? Is this a steal? Um, can you say this one more time? We got a deal, but just so we're clear, my ass box is filled with pieces of fellas who tried to fuck me over. Al Capone. No. Is that the butcher in Philly? Yes, Manny oh, Horowitz. That's right, man. <laughs> My freezer is filled with pieces of fellas that tried to fuck me over. Every every scene he's in, he's wearing like a bloodied white apron. Yeah. <laughs> like you could have gotten a red apron to like hide it a little bit. Yeah, well, I do always get like something that just shows red as much as possible. Oh, my, <laughs> my white dreidel just covered in blood. <laughs> and then Jimmy's got the sweet response like, ah, I just got uh, creamsicles in mine. <laughs> All right, uh, Christopher, I was a bellboy. The first time I was tipped a nickel, I thought the world is a wonderful place. But a dime, a dime would be better. Then it was a quarter. Oh, man. I'm trying to go it. Ah, fuck. Um... Uh... That one was, I would just say Naki. I don't know. Correct. I was going to say that was really? Naki because they did all the flashback scenes mm-hmm. when he was a bellboy. That's right. I was I was trying to think if there was someone else who was. Yeah. Whatever. Three, four. Go me. Are you guys keeping track of your own scores? Yeah. I'm, okay. <laughs> I'm crushing talk. Three, four. <laughs> three, four, Christopher. Even though I knew that one as soon as you said it, and, you know, it took 30 seconds. But All right, Tommy. Just show him your cunt. You heard me. Just lift up your skirt and let yourself get fucked. Jip? No. Christopher, this is almost too easy. Oh, fuck. They're... Al Capone? No. It was the Commodore after his stroke when they're trying oh. to ask him for advice. Oh. Just show him your cut, and everyone's like, okay, thanks, Commodore. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying, I was like, there's only a couple characters that would be that vulgar. Yeah. Some of these will get pretty obscure, I'm warning you. Uh, Tommy, I have a father. Barely said hello in five years. 
could be a lot of characters, actually. Yeah. If you, <laughs> not many of them were close with their dad. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you? But I would have said Jimmy. (laughs) Well, you're gonna get the super easy one next. We've been on the road for 18 hours. I need a bath and some chow, and then you and me sit down and we talk about who dies. Margaret Sheldon. All right. Three, five. Tommy, what matters is that this man comes in from out of town and starts telling Capone what to do about Capone's business in Capone's house. If you ask me, that's pretty goddamn disrespectful. <laughs> Not vegan, right? Like, is Capone like famous? <laughs> Does he refer to himself in the third person? How many characters did they have that did that? Um. Dancer Nelson Van Aldrin. It's in the last season when he's talking about it. Just to check, are the people who say these quotes, are these, just to make sure, would any of them be like on a level of like Al Capone's? Nobody's going to be that low. Okay. It's that Manny's been the lowest character on here. Okay. All right. Whose turn? Christopher? I'll charge 10% extra for for thinking I'd take the same deal as Mickey. Stop! I, I was really thinking about them. I was like, "Who would someone? Everyone had someone has to know about <laughs> Nick Mickey, like to be like, oh, Mickey, I'm getting the same deal as him." Which is so weird. There's like three references in the first couple episodes. Like, you heard he changed his name to Doyle. Like, who cares? Why is so many people talking about this? <laughs> Didn't even change it for legal reasons. He just liked Doyle better. I don't know what his definition of changing it is. If I just like, hey, call me Sammy. Like, is, is that me changing my name? Don't I have to fill out something? All right. I digress. <laughs> Tommy, you tell yourself they're talking about death. You tell yourself it's quick, but you don't know. You can't know until it's you, and then you'll never tell anyone. I think that's what I said to your girlfriend when we first met. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm going to see Avengers. <laughs> something even nice cre- to meet you. Something even creepier, but you'll never tell anyone. <laughs> Jimmy? No. Christopher? Richard? No. Nucky. Mm. I think, it, I think it's that... Yeah, I think it's the fourth season when he's just like blackout drunk after that Cuban chick dies. Not just that Cuban chick. Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. He's that big a fan. I got a spot for Patricia Arquette. Oh, really? Ever since uh, Holes? Was she... Oh, really? That's a little before my... Or after my time. Would she have been... Who, who was like your favorite Nucky fan? She showed her cans in Boyhood. She did. <laughs> You're like, oh, I know. I mean, like, the best-looking female on Boardwalk Empire is Jillian Dunn. Jillian is super hot. Um, I was what? like, Nucky's girl from season one. Uh, uh, Lucy? Lucy? Yeah, Lucy. Lucy, Lucy Danger. I liked Billy Kent, the one he had in the third season who blows up. Billy Kent was cute. Yeah. 
Um, no, I, got, I got something about Patricia Arquette. Something about forty-five-year-old. Yeah, forty-five-year-old. <laughs> hard booze and waffle. Soccer mom, but it really gets me going. <laughs> All right, who's turn? Uh, mine. Okay. I know what he meant. Who the fuck is Naki Thompson to wish me good luck? In Italian, no less. Like he's fucking mocking me. He's a real fucking cute. I'll tell you what. Sets me up to lose. Pulls out of the whiskey deal at the last minute and then says, Born Fortuna. Like he's rooting for me to get back on my you feet. You can just do the axe. I know it's different. Push me <laughs> off a cliff, why don't you? <laughs> right. That one was a little too on the nose. It's unfortunate. All the easy ones seem to be uh, <laughs> going the Chris. This All is, right. This is rigged. Tommy. This is like the Eagles Patriots. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to do this. What are you, you going to throw up on the sideline? <laughs> hmm. It occurred to me the basis of fiction is that people had some sort of connection with each other. Hmm. But they don't. I threw some hints in there. With the hmm? Is that the hint? Hmm. It was more than I should have given you, but you're so far behind. Say it one more time. Hmm. Put an accent on it. <laughs> oh, it occurred to me, the basis of fiction is that people have some sort of connection with each other. Hmm. But they don't. Mickey? No. Uh, Narcisse? No. Richard? Oh. I was doing the hmm instead of the hmm. Oh, that would have been too much. Anyway, <laughs> if you start yeah, talking you threw me off with the hmms then. That's oh, why I started thinking. I was like, who would have hmm a lot? I imagine Dr. Narcisse maybe in his like, pretentious pondering way. He's like, hmm, the Libyans. <laughs> the Libyans. The Lebanon. The Corinthians. Yeah, he's son of a bitch. Oh, that's such a great death scene, too. He, like, sits down. Like, uh, or no, first he gets back up like he's going to do something, and then... All right. Christopher? Yeah, that's correct. The moral of the story is, if I cause a stranger to choke to death for my own amusement, what do you think I'll do to you if you don't tell me who ordered you to kill Jill Co- uh, Jim Colosimo? Oh, um... Fuck. Uh, oh, it's uh, Rothstein. Correct. Yeah, he, he, has, he bet that guy to like swallow a cue ball or something like that. But he did. Oh, you know, it's it's the dude who swallows cue ball or like billiards. But he like he gives him one that's like a cue he ball gives him the cue ball, like ball a tiny bit bigger. Yeah, and that's too much. And watched him choke to death. That's right. Yeah. All right, Tommy. I'm crushing Tommy. Yeah. At last one. So right. one more this one. <laughs> this is worth. This one apparently right. has to be. How worth. many points are you up? I'm up five. All right, so this is six pointer. Six pointer right there. Loser runs naked around the apartment complex. <laughs> Both apartment complexes. Alright. That stuff you said in front of the boys about me and the war makes me look bad. That ain't how you treat a buddy. Jimmy. Oh, Al Capone. I was going to say that. It was Al Capone too, Jimmy. Oh, I figured it was a conversation. Remember Capone told a bunch of bullshit about yeah. him going to World War Two or World War One, being part of Lost had. Legion or something like that. Said how he got the scar and he just got it in a bar fight with a hooker. What threw me off is there wasn't a single Jimmy quote in there. Yeah, that's. A, I you know what I did try to spread it out amongst the characters and then eventually it turned into like fifteen Nucky quotes. And <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of good quotes. I mean, he's, you would expect that. From I know. I'm trying the series, but should be like a no Jillian quotes. No. <laughs> Yeah, well, thank God. That that was. A and terrible. if the Commodore walked in the room, he'd be like, "That's my quote. That's the only one I got in there to show him your cunt." Uh, 
One that I, I also loved was, uh, this is a Margaret Schroeder line, actually, but it's, uh, charity degrades those who receive it and hardens those who dispense it. Oh, that is, I thought you were going to the one who says to Lucy, like, maybe your cunny's not worth as much as you think. <laughs> There's uh, another line that I like. That cunny is a word I need to start using. Uh, it's actually an Annie, uh, Eddie Cantor line, where, uh, remember Billy's, like, Nucky brings Billy to her, and mm-hmm. like, to him to, like, try to kickstart a career, and he's like, do you remember Lucy Danjiga? Well, in a few years, no one's going to remember you either. The next one won't remember yeah. you. He says yeah, the next, the next one. one. Yeah. And I love that. I thought it was such a, like, just vicious cutting line. It is great. From such, like, a character, you only ever really saw him on a stage before. And... Yeah. Well, it's the same episode, Currency and Chalky make him do that show in front of him. Which I, <laughs> I got to find it, but I swear it's something like, scoot out your tush, throw yeah. back your hair. It's very fake. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, like, like, as, it's as bad as much as you can, but that's just assuming you're going to rust the stage and take <laughs> the crap out of you. Yeah. Um, this is a good one from uh, Rothstein I forgot about all of men's troubles come from his inability to sit quietly in a room by himself yeah it's a great lay there's a thousand good lines from that show I could have made that game go on forever but how long did we need to see Christopher just schooling Tommy it's true it was, gets, <laughs> it's pretty bad by the way after the point I was like am I playing five we're playing one on one in basketball you did get right after this yeah. <laughs> I need, I need revenge oh nobody <laughs> Yeah, eventually, like, I was reading it, like, oh, Chris is going to get both those uh, super easy quotes that we already talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the roughest part. I was like, oh, a couple of these we just did, and I said all those. <laughs> I'm like, Remus? Yeah. Chris, doesn't have Remus in the sentence. It's obviously not. Or that's the question I get, like, Remus says, when's Remus get his cut? <laughs> Like George Rios. Show me your cut. Um, Gaston means <laughs> sounds exactly like him. It sounds pretty artsy. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's, it's very flamboyant. It's what he was all kind of about. Uh, really, I feel like there are great Jimmy quotes. I'm trying to like get into right now. To the lost. Oh, his last one. The, the good one. Oh yeah, where he starts talking about like oh, you're taking a life and your girls. Yeah. Uh, where, oh, that has to be on this list because that is like a great line where it's just him like. Uh, uh, I died in that trench years back. I thought you knew thought that. Thought you knew that. Uh, he talks about like, it's your first time killing someone. My first time, I vomited after two days straight. Second time, I didn't even think about it. Just try to make yourself calm. Breathe, Nuck. You'll get through it. All you gotta worry about is when you run out of booze and you run out of company, and the only person left to judge you is your. And then he just gets shot Boom. in the face. And Nucky stands over him. He's clearly already dying. Shot him in the cheek. So a little it's bit. Like, I'm sure it hit some brain. I'm sure. It- yeah. But he's still a little bit conscious, and he's just Nucky saying over him the pouring rain, like, I am not seeking forgiveness. And then just exiting yeah. I'm like, ah. Oh. That's so... That was the moment I think I, like, just completely fell in love with the show, because I was like, if it were any other There's show... There's no way they're going to kill off like, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they would have found a way to, like, make him just last another couple seasons. But it was the fact they were willing to kill off a character as huge as Jimmy. Yeah. Like, somehow, like, catching up on the first two seasons... Like, I didn't read anything oh, really? about it. That's pretty fortunate. So it was a surprise. Like, I, like, I think I told you guys I was watching it, but, like... Yeah. Somehow you guys, like... like you, you asked how far along I was and just didn't I, say anything I, I about it. I think that's why we said probably ask, because that was yeah. um, to try to keep quiet. Anytime I've known somebody who's watching Boardwalk Empire, I try not to spoil that yeah. within the first seasons. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. And, and it's... And then pretty much every favorite character you get after that usually dies. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, oh, I just latched myself onto the Owen Rich, trade. Richard's great. Oh, yeah. That one's alright. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I'm sure he won't get beaten to death off camera. 
Eventually, I was like, ah, I'm just going to say I like Al Capone because I know he's going to live. <laughs> yeah. Well, All that right. was... Um... And speaking of Al Capone, I always heard Al Capone spin-off rumors, but it never happened. Would you have watched a Stephen Graham, Al Capone... Of what, him in jail? Spin-off. I mean, he did go to jail relatively soon after the show. Yeah, he was like, the I final episode's him going into yeah. court, essentially, or I think coming out of court. So I guess it would have been focused more. Honestly, that's probably the character I'd like be interested in the spinoff, but I'd watch it, definitely. Yeah, I think it would depend a lot on like what the supporting cast kind of is for that. Yeah, yeah. is Chalky uh, moving to... Yeah, like, is Richard hanging out with them, like, yeah. <laughs> their team up? Hey, they're not really dead, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> they're all still alive. And all Richard had a, half, had a brother who's Scott on the other side of his face. <laughs> that has a lot of the same eccentricity. Sports, <laughs> it's really convenient. Yeah, like Siamese twins. But yeah. Same. <laughs> He just never mentioned him. And this brother's not going to mention Richard. Yeah. But he wants everyone to call him Richard. And he talks to him. him. But don't, we'll mention that. But don't worry, this eye winks. <laughs> a lot. Sometimes unwillingly. Would you... Alright. If you got that same scar, would you... Would suicide be like the first thing in your head? Or you're like, oh, I guess I'll just see how this goes. I mean, part of it, though, was just that that was what medical technology was at the time. If, yeah. like, that's what I have, and they're like, we can, oh, you're, that's we can all do you have. nothing else for you. Um, and, like, they give me the same option of, like, here's a metal doll mask. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Hope you want to grow a mustache. Like we already colored it. Time. There could have been a better mask. Or when he started working for Nucky and, like, made money, there isn't, like, a mask guy somewhere. I don't that. have a mustache. Well, you better grow one. Yeah. It's already on there. I could have, like, helped him out. I can never, like, shave. Like, I'm just like, oh, it's not going to match the other side. Yeah. I feel like his oppression stemmed more from, like, no family than it yeah. did from, like, half his face being gone. Yeah. It'd be pretty brutal, though. If that's, if that's the thing, like, I have nothing, like, it's like a fucking missing eyeball and half that side it's, of your face just destroyed. Oh, and it's, it's just, I have to wear a metal <laughs> mask to cover yeah. that up. And it's, it's, like, at least back then, I guess people would call you free, but I feel like nowadays people would be so much more... Like, I'd be, like, on Snapchats, everyone's like, look at this doll face, man! Like, like, oh, what oh. filter is that? I don't have that one. Oh, that's his actual face. Oh, is this hideous monster? It's, I didn't realize they added that to Instagram. Oh, like, it's oh. trick-or-treat. <laughs> everyone's different, <laughs> Oh, that was so mean when he shits on him, too. Like, behind at least he waits for him to be gone, because my, like, asshole was, like, clenched tight. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be, like, the end of both of these characters. <laughs> oh, Frankenstein! How's it going? Uh, I want to talk, then, about the, the last season of the show. Season 5. Because we mentioned it. A lot of characters were dead by this point. Jim Persetti had been killed... Uh, no, Jimmy's dead Commodore's dead Richard had died last season mm -hmm. and then within this season Owen um, and then within this season you also lose Van Alden Chalky Mickey to a much lesser extent <laughs> Archie um, his Cuban assassin who I was just kind of starting to like R Rothstein's already died dead dies off, off camera off which is and, like, is in inexcusable seasons. that they did that amazing it's character weird. and Deserve a send off. Doesn't have a single scene with Nucky in the fourth season either, or at the very the first episode, and then they never see each other. Some of the best scenes are just Rusty and Nucky talking. Yeah, I think I'll take this to New Jersey, this war in New Jersey, a city or state I have no affection for, and bring it back to New York where things actually matter. <laughs> that is a great because you never see him get angry either. No, usually. like I like the scene where like in the first episode where. Luciano's like about to like attack Lucky and he just like grabs him. he's like Charlie 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 Charlie, Charlie. <laughs> so sorry <laughs> but did you like the last season? no the last season it was 
yeah, like disliked it even more than like Wire last season. Like Boardwalk Empire last season was just it, I, it was I, rough. I remember like times. yeah, I remember like watching episodes and like it the, being hard to not like like just start like scrolling through Twitter on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Like like I was like I have to watch this because I love the, like the love this show. show. Yeah. And I, it, it's not like I cannot finished watching the season but like some of those episodes are painful there were some cool points to it like I always thought it was astonishing how they managed to find a guy who would play like 19 you know like 20 year old Nucky Thompson who just looked so much like Steve Buscemi like had the same face and was a good actor and like Steve Buscemi probably saw him on set and was like hey it's not a bad looking kid they're like oh kid put these big stupid overbite teeth in (laughs) too (laughs) to play a young Steve Buscemi yeah it's it wasn't great, but at the same time, like, if somebody's never seen the show and you watch the first four seasons, by the time you get there, like, you're going to watch it because you're going to be added to the show. The rough part for me was that everyone was dead by that point. Like, everyone it's was tough, dead or everyone, or everyone yeah. was, like, sad and kind of beaten. I, literally, like, season five, I was like, I was like somebody killed Margaret. <laughs> that was my hope. Come on, Kennedy. Season, like, <laughs> come on, Manny. Like, another Manny can come in and kill another wife no one cares about. Oh, that's so great. If he just come back every season just to do just that. To kill <laughs> somebody's wife. Sorry, Eli's wife. You're not on much, but... <laughs> See ya. She's so nice. Ben Aldrin's hot Nordic wife that's super nice until the last season. <laughs> yeah, um... I like the last season. I, I like the flashbacks. I, it's, there's some things that I can't defend, like killing Rostin off in between the seasons. Um, the Cuban stuff really didn't go very far, if at all. Um, but I, I like the war. I liked you know, you, know, you kind of finally seeing like Luciano start to commission, and and the the war in Italy, or the war in New York between the Italians, kind of got wrapped up in one episode. That's another bad idea, I think, because that's been the most violent gang war in America in history. Well, a violent mafia war, I should say. And it, you know, it kind of starts at the end of the fourth season, and then by the fifth season, it, you see Masseria die in, like, the first episode, and Maranzano is a pretty minor character for a couple episodes before Eli kills him. Um, it's, I think the season alone gets at least a C just for killing Narcisse off. <laughs> That's a good part. Yeah, that's some decent parts. Uh, it also, Antonino. What do you think on the ending, then? We'll go specifically to the ending, um, which is, for a while, I guess it's like a couple episodes prior to it, you've just been seeing this kid within Nucky's organization. Yeah. You don't know Harper, much about him. I think they, he calls himself. I feel like they don't ever really address there him by so name. There were so many rumors about it, like, you... Like, I, I wasn't surprised... When, no. when it happened, because I, like, like, you, like, I wanted to have, I was happy with yeah. the, with what the ending was, because I think Jimmy was such a big part of that show, and anytime you talked about that show, people would be like, oh, but they killed off, mm-hmm. they killed off, you know, the best character, like, that was, that was, if somebody was saying they didn't like Boardwalk Empire, that was what they went to, oh, they killed off Jimmy. Yeah. You know, like... And the only person that still talks about him is the least popular character so on the that's show. So that's how you know how big of an influence that character had, that like he stayed with the show the entire time, and then they ended up bringing him back in yeah. a way to kill the character who was supposed to be the main character. Mm-hmm. It's sad, though, because, you know, spoilers, if you got this far, you must have to either not care or you've watched the show. But essentially, as it comes in the last episode, you find out that kid is Tommy Dormandy, uh, Jimmy's kid, and he basically, like corners Nucky on the boardwalk and shoots him and kills him after revealing who he is. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's not even like a fade to black or anything like that. It leaves it ambiguous. It's pretty clear he just kills him. And it's kind of sad when you think about it because you're like, all the stuff Richard did I, like save that, that was my next, and it's yeah. my completely set, gone because that, that kid comment. is done at that point. Yeah, yeah he's gonna go probably get murdered in Atlantic yeah. City Jail. That was my yeah. very next comment. And it's like Richard oh, did all that stuff to for save his life. Yeah. And then ah, oh, it's so tragic. It yeah. really is. I guess it's that thing of like, if you have a television drama, you have to like, you can never really have a happy ending. I don't, yeah, I don't like, get I how wish, she would have. Ended I that wish show. that like, somehow Richard had been able to have a happy ending because it's like, oh, it's so bitter and sad when you look at the rest of it, where you're just like, oh, and even Tommy, the one good thing Richard was able to do in his life, yeah. really, still ended up on a path of vengeance and yeah. right back in Atlantic City. Right back in Atlantic City, right back into crime, you know. Yeah, I, that was part of it, like, too. Like, he died on the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah I did like it. Um, my biggest complaint about the show is I always felt there should have been more time between each season, meaning, like, a couple of years should have passed, not in real life, but in the yeah, chronologically okay. of the show. Then they could have gotten to Tommy being that age more reasonably. Instead, now you're like, okay, so the only reason you put, like, seven years between the last couple seasons was so you could age up. Tommy Darmody, so he'd be old enough to do yeah. this. That feels like kind of a cop out. When you, if you had just taken like a year and a half off between each mm-hmm. season, then you would have done that. Would anyone really have given a shit if you killed off Frank Capone in, you know, whatever, 1924 instead of 1925? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. With the skip, one thing I didn't like about that was I was looking forward to like the cool Al Capone stuff that yeah. happened. Yeah. And then they just skipped all it. He had a right huge war with the Irish gang, like, in between those, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, he skipped over the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Which seems insane. How do you skip over the yeah, St. Valentine's I was, Day? I was looking forward to that oh, so much, and then when I found out that they were skipping ahead seven years, I was like, but, the, Wait a minute. but this happens, and that happens, and that happens, and that happens, and, yeah. like, you're just going to skip that? So, as soon as I heard that news, I was like, my first thought was, oh, they're going to, like, have Jimmy's son is going to come back in some yeah. fashion. The time, and they didn't really do much of a job aging anybody on the show. No, everyone else. Chucky really, had kind of a white beard until he shaved yeah, it, and yeah. that was it. If you told me, and that's kind of because it's the start of it, he's in a shitty place anyway, because he's like on the run. Yeah, he's in yeah. a chain gang. Yeah, but like if you had told me otherwise, you're like, no, this takes place six months after the last season. I'd be like, I completely believe you. Like everyone yeah. else looks essentially the exact same. It's like even have uh, the other kids, like uh, Margaret's kids, to really gauge it off of no. their age because they're not in that show. Eddie and Benefetta, whatever the names. Emily were. and Emily uh, William. It was like a fat kid's name. No, William is Eli's kid. Uh, Emily and Arthur. I can't remember his name. Scrambles. Scrambles. <laughs> Emily and Scrambles. Emily <laughs> Scrambles. That's that's definitely one. Scrambles. <laughs> um, scrambles pump. <laughs> it's lucky. No, it's Scrambles. Yeah, it's Scrambles. Yeah. Um, yeah, there were some rough parts in there, but I, I guess it's then just kind of nice to get a conclusion to it. And again, it's a conclusion that you can actually like sit there and I guess like you can still digest it because there is a lot to kind of like discuss on just the Nucky Thompson character about like who do you think he really was on, like, yeah. when you got to the core of it? Because a large part of the show is the struggle that it is between the side of him that's, like, you know, the, the gangster, the corrupt politician, the, the criminal, mm. and then there's the side of him that's just, like, a guy who wants to be a Catholic, who wants to raise an Irish Catholic family, who 
who wants to be a father, who wants to be a husband. I don't know if the religious part's ever been him, but definitely the family part. It, yeah, well, I think that it, it all t- that ties into the family because okay. like that's how he was raised. Like it's all part of it. He'll still go to church. He'll still still do all those Irish traditions and everything like that. Do like a night in the Catholic Church after she donated. Like, yeah, well, that's... which I can't believe she lived past that. I thought for sure like she would just disappear. And that's another great episode because he gets that award in the church. In the same episode, he's just constantly being haunted by Jimmy Darmody's ghost, like mm-hmm. just these kids that all have this bullet hole in the same Oh, place. yeah, in his office. Yeah, and you just keep seeing them around. Um, yeah, there's so many just like great kind of like conversations that happen within the show, moments where you're like, oh, okay, maybe he's not such a bad guy, and then there's moments where you're like, he's doing this just because it's self-destructive, and he's a really great kind of character to analyze, I thought. I think that's what made him so compelling throughout the series, mm-hmm. and that's Maybe also part of the reason why it was tough in season five because you had just finally gotten to the point where like there's no turning back for him. Like he's yeah. kind of he's made his path at this point. And there's really no getting away from it. I would completely agree. Yeah, uh, he's one of the more interesting characters. He's got a couple turns that are a little bit too much, like Tony Soprano um, when he burns that his childhood house down. That's a very Tony Soprano kind of move. But they did a pretty good job of not making him Tony Soprano, which was everybody's concern because there were so many Sopranos people involved. But they did a really good job. Um, fifth season's definitely the weakest, but I, I would have to agree. But I, I still recommend it. Yeah. All right. Except Patricia um, Arquette. Which apparently Tommy is just all over. She talks about crocodiles. She kind of looks like your mom. <laughs> uh, I don't know if we wanted to finish up with this or you guys have anything else, but... Or the way they kind of ended off would be top five characters, just like the. Oh, oh I did not make a list for this one. I had, <laughs> I like had thought about it because I figured you were gonna ask. Nico, that, Nico, but... Nico, Nico. <laughs> He's not even in the show. Yeah, still Nico. <laughs> He's so hot, Mike. I'm aware. I don't think. Uh, uh, I give you my. There's top no five. clear cut number one. I give you my top five for me. If you want to, yeah. Okay. Uh, number five is Arnold Rothstein. Okay. He's always a fun, just like a really kind of cool character. Great quotes from him. Or is Jip Rossetti. Okay. Just like, even though he's one season, he's just so entertaining. That's how big he is. Yeah. 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 Uh, three is Jimmy. Jimmy's just so cool. And, the, you know, like that conflict and what he did in that show and his death, I don't admit. Uh, two is Nucky, just because Nucky's so, like, mm-hmm. just such a great character to lead it with and it's such a great role for Steve Buscemi. And my number one's Richard Harrow. Oh. Because mm-hmm. Richard, I... Absolutely loved Richard. Like any episode that gave him focus was always such a great episode. It was, you know, he had like a great storyline with him and Jimmy. Did you cry when he died, or you knew he died before? I, I mean, it was pretty clear he was gonna die too. Like it was too much good was happening for yeah. him that it was like this. It, it's it's like a moment. It's like I'm one day away from retirement. He's like, this is just the last. I, I bought the tickets in yeah. Nebraska. I'm gonna meet you there. Yeah. I'm just gonna finish this real quick and then be there. And you're like, oh. Yeah, it was hard. That's, I think, the biggest reason why it took me so long to finish season five. Because I was like, It was Richard, tough. You really had to, like. <laughs> it, there was a lot of brow. I remember just lying in bed for, like, ten minutes. Like, no. Like, yeah. Like, once Richard was dead, I lost a lot of motivation yeah. to keep watching the show. But he was so great. Like I said, that episode with him in the forest is a great one. It's so nice then in season three to see someone actually start liking him. Like, he finds mm-hmm. a girl. I forget her name. But, like, he finds someone who actually legitimately has feelings for him. And, he yeah. starts becoming like a real father to, to mm. Tommy. Like you're like, oh, it's yeah. so great. And he's the only person who carries on Jimmy's will. Mm. Like it's that moment when he kills Manny in season one is because Jillian has basically 
doing all she can to make the kid forget Angel even exists. And he's like, I won't let those people just disappear. Yeah. And he has a great quote with Nucky, too, where, like, Nucky confronts him. He's like, do you have anything to say? You know what You know what happened to James, don't you? Yeah. He's like, I do. You have anything to say? James was a soldier. He fought. He lost. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, leaves it at that. It's like, ah. Oh. And that bogus funeral Jillian has for him. Like, yeah. Do you want to have anything you want to yeah. say about Jimmy? Jimmy yeah. deserved better than this. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jimmy, he would be my number one. Number okay. one. Jimmy would be my number one. I can so, see that. Another hot dude. That's how number one. That's how I roll. the hunks. Nah, Jimmy won. <laughs> a lot of Tiger Beat magazine covers and Jimmy's. And Tommy's number one. Jimmy won. Richard would be two. Three would be Nucky. I don't know. Four would probably be Jip. And five would probably be Capone. Capone. I think that might be my controversial choice. I was a big fan of I, I can Stephen totally, Graham's component. I can totally see it. Quick question about Jimmy. Do you think would he do you think he was just depressed or that was a psychological issue? Because by the end, when he's kind of reversing everything he had done to take over Atlantic City, handing over the Klansmen to the blacks and killing Neary. And every even Richard's like, you know, Nucky's never gonna forgive you for this. Like he there's no way I think Jimmy actually thought things were just going to go back to business as usual. Mm-hmm. Why did he just kind of forfeit it all? Because uh, he had sort of finally won. I think he realized he wasn't going to fully win, though. Like, everything was crumbling around him, and he wasn't he wasn't the same. He wasn't smart enough like Nucky to actually run things. And once things started crumbling around him, I think he realized, he had, he's like, I have no support now with the Commodore's fucking comatose. Mm-hmm. Like, everything starts falling around him. And I think Jimmy, at his heart, was a good person. And I think he was trying to do the right thing, but he clearly had accepted his death long before this. Like, he has that scene with Nucky where he tries to talk with him, mm. but he he obviously goes into that final moment knowing he's going to be killed. Like, it's not a surprise that it's yeah. a setup. Yeah. So I think he was just doing good acts to try to pay back, like, some of what he did in life. But I think, he really just said, like, I died back in that war. Like... Everything that's come back, I died in those trenches, and I think that really is what's true for him. Like, even though he has a son, I didn't know he has a son. I took that as he always like like the relationship between him and Nucky was Nucky like thought things through, thought things through, and like would teach him these life lessons. And Jimmy just wanted to go, 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 like win, 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 succeed, succeed. Yeah. And so when he finally did win, that's like that's how he got there was his like go, go, go mentality. And then he realized it wasn't going to last. He didn't change his ways. He stuck with his go-go mentality mm-hmm. and like just tried to like rapidly reverse everything, even though you knew that in the back of his mind, like it wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. All right, number five, uh, fat deputy cop. What's his name? Piggins. Hoggins. <laughs> you remember the the blonde-haired guy that gets his like he like bashes his face in and brings in a bunch of peas. Like <laughs> like Eli has him set to get beat up because he thinks he talked to the FBI. And then he's like, oh, here's some peas I brought. Have your landlady mash them up for you. Because <laughs> his mouth's wired shut. Um, no, he's not my number five. I was going to say, wow, that's surprising. So many great characters. We need number five, Van Aldrin, who I was surprised didn't appear on, on any he was, list. He'd be like six or seven. Yeah, he'd be in the Ch- top It would probably be like Chalky be six for me and Van Aldrin. And Chalky's seven. also not going to be on my top five list. So that's surprising. Yeah, I, I legitimately think though, if he weren't Omar in The Wire, he probably wouldn't yeah. make it for me. But it's yeah, just, if, honestly, if you had asked me top five if, and I'd never seen The Wire, Chalky might have been like two mm-hmm. or three. Sets the bar pretty high yeah, with Omar. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, number four, I'll do Rothstein. Uh, yeah, I think he pound for pound that usually has the best dialogue. If yeah. you can say, like, there's not too much throwaway scenes no. with him outside of. I mean, even the scenes he has with Margaret in the fourth season are okay. If I'd known they were going to be his last scenes, I would have enjoyed him a little more. Uh, if I'd known his last scene was going to be him impishly eating cake, flirting with Margaret. <laughs> um, number three, uh, I'm going to go with Gipersetti. Yeah, I mean, he's such a huge character that season. He's essentially the second biggest character in the show. There's one episode he's not in at all, but everything else, he's almost got as many scenes as Nucky. And the beautiful thing I loved about, to go off on a bit of a tangent, beautiful thing I loved about Boardwalk Empire was because people kept dying, that show kept me guessing. I like a show that keeps me guessing. Every other show, you would have looked at a character like Jimmy Darwin and, like, he'll be around till at least the fourth mm-hmm. season. And and oh, uh, once he's gone, well, Owen Slater will be the new heartthrob that Tommy loves. And, but then, sure, you know, lo and behold, every season they were kind of keeping me guessing about, like, who was going to live, who was going to die, what turns were going to happen. Most shows don't do that. Uh, it's not safe or fiscally sound for them to kill off popular characters. This show, for a split second going into the third season, after, like, you know, all Jimmy's security guys are dead, he tries to get, what's his name, he tries to get Eddie to the hospital, the hospital that he practically paid for, and that's covered in Jip Rossetti's guys. He can't even get into a hospital. I, I really thought to consider, like, oh, shit, is Nucky going to lose this war? And the, Nuck, the rest of the show's going to be about Jim Persetti running <laughs> Atlantic City? I'd watch that. If you want to watch any, any spin-off show, it's an alternate reality where Jim Persetti wins the war and runs Atlantic City. Yeah, but still keeps uh, Eddie on. It's going to be a one-season <laughs> show because he's going to do something to get himself killed. But, but he just, still keeps on Eddie as his yeah, number two. Still keeps Eddie, and like, it would just be funny seeing him on the boardwalk playing all the <laughs> carnations and being like, women's temperance league. What are you so temperamental about? It's <laughs> yeah. like, that's not what this is about. What's it about, then? I'm asking you, honey. What's it about? <laughs> Your tits not being You said out. something. You must have something to say to me. And then it just eventually devolves and then beating a bunch of women there or something like that. Anyway, I'm not really doing questions and answers. <laughs> You're on stage <laughs> in a photo podium. You said you're speaking. <laughs> uh, and then number two, I'm going to go Richard Harrow. And number one, I'm going to give to Nucky. It's almost unfair because Nucky just has so many more scenes yeah. than every other character. But it's it's sort of significant. Like, when we did our Wire ones, I don't think McNulty made all of our lists. Because yeah, McNulty's got parts where he dips in and out. Is less of a yeah, well, major yeah. character in The Wire than... Maybe the first season he definitely is. But yeah. after that, he kind of dips in it. Especially when he's sober, you don't see him as much. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I, I, yeah Nuc- Nucky is, Nucky is, is a more major every character. Yeah. Like, the plot is always... Evolves around Nucky, mm. but it is it is also telling him just how strong of a character he is. He's like number one or number two on like all of our lists, or yeah, I guess he's three on ours. All right, top five uh, tertiary uh, secondary characters, meaning none of the p- names that show up in the main credits. Uh, uh, top three, so this doesn't go on forever. Gaston means, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. I think Mickey Doyle technically was part of the main cast. Patricia Arquette, number one. <laughs> <laughs> what was her name? Whedon or Miss Wheaton? Oh, it's something. Sally Wheaton something, or something like Sally that. Sally Wheaton. As frumpy as a name as you could give someone. <laughs> as a, I'm definitely over 40 name. That's <laughs> uh, a name that sounded as lumpy as she was. <laughs> lumpy. Lumpy in all the right places. <laughs> lumpy Wheaton. <laughs> lumpy Pete. Nucky, Lumpy got blown up. <laughs> Call her Sally, please. 
Does Eddie count? Eddie doesn't count. I think Eddie should count. I should, yeah, Eddie could be the king of them. I don't uh, think he was ever in the. I don't think he was ever in the opening credits. I'd give it to Eddie. Agent Sepso. Oh, I love such a I, turd. I loved Agent Sepso. I think you just liked him because I hated him. So, he was just so funny and clueless. Like, I love that scene where uh, Van Alden is trying to, like, describe people to him in the phone. He's, like, uh, there in the brown hat that's Big Jim Coliseum. Big Jim in the, the red hat? That means 5'4". Does he look good <laughs> to you? All right. Well, which one has the green hat on? No, we just took it off. All right. So, who's Big Jim? And just, like, Van Alden, like, the con- who's that guy? The concierge. Okay, what town does he run? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What's what's his what's his position? Like that he works at the hotel. And did you just see it because he had written concierge down, and now he's like crossing, he's like crossing, crossing it off like It's like clearly like the shittiest notes being taken too. Yeah. But then the choice obviously that he works for Nucky. Um, and then I think my third might be I might honestly go with the guy the uh, like the. The John Boy agent that shows up in the fourth season who's working. Oh, the Knox, day. the yeah, one that turned Knox. out to be. Yeah, he's a pretty hard ass. He was, yeah. he was, he was decent in the scenes, but like those first scenes were great. Is he the one where, like, first time he meets Nucky, he's like, I'm going to take this job seriously? And, like, he yeah. gets real yeah. tense for, like, half yeah, yeah, a second. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you guys can't take a joke. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I thought we should open things up with a joke. And, you're, and you're like, just that he had the balls enough to say that in front of yeah. Nucky Thompson. Like, but this might actually be a good character. Yeah. yeah. And he wasn't bad for no. that. I mean, he's only in that season, but. He's the one who tricked Eli's son, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Eli had that he, fucking brutal fist He fight, essentially, yeah. like, digs that information out of Eddie, too. And is yeah. Part of the yeah, he's the reason Eddie killed Eddie. Kill Eddie. Off. So that's a good blast. Yeah, I'll go with those. Tommy. Um, Besides. Angela. Besides. <laughs> Jillian. <laughs> Besides Lumpy Weedon. Michelle. Lucy. Besides Lumpy Tompkin. <laughs> Thompson. Yeah, let me compile a list of like the three frumpiest members of Nucky's harem. Yeah, Rothstein's wife. What was her? I was always a Luciano fan. Wrinkles McDougan. For whatever reason. You know, I liked Lucky. That's a main character, though. You know who I might put in my list instead? I don't know. He disappears for a while. Christian, when you say Luciano's a main character. Yeah. If you're counting Eddie as a secondary character. If Harrow counts in there, I'd definitely say Luciano would count in that first list. Yeah, so that you can't include. All right, it's whoever if their name's in the opening credits, they don't count. Uh, someone I, I actually thought of I, I might put in instead of Knox would be um, Van Alden's wife in the, the later seasons. The oh, the Swedish lady. She, I thought she was super cool in the first two se- like the two seasons. She's great she in the last season. Then she's yeah, like, but it's like her being like. We will be part of this family together. Yeah, yeah she like, kills that cop. Yeah, like just clobbers him over the head. She's like, super... I take the head, you take the legs. Then you see her like topless and she's super hot. Not like yeah. lumpy. <laughs> and she loves fucking him and has a kid with Talk about lumpy though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was great until the last season. She becomes kind of shrill and bangs Eli. And, yeah. and she's shitting on, shitting on Van Aldrin who built his own house. Yeah. She's like, oh, it's drafty. She's like, the water's not working. You couldn't make a cartoon goofy enough to show what would happen if I had to build my own house from the set of boxes that showed up in the mail. Yeah. Oh, man, I don't... Like, you posed the question. I'm, I'm going to put... Show? He's only in two episodes, but I'm going to put... Uh, the oh, What's his name? Secretary uh, John Carnegie or Andrew Carnegie. Andrew Mellon? Andrew Mellon, yeah. Um... I might have to put Gaston Means. He's pretty funny. I mean, here's like, some other uh, options for you, Manny. 
This is this Joe. How about Joe Masseria? Joe Masseria. Joe Masseria is an option. Tonio, uh, Al Capone's fat friend would count. Yeah. Oh, Jake. Jake, yeah. You'd be option. Gaston Means, as you said. Um, Your boy Remus. Pernsley. Archie. Um, Cuban I assassin. threw Pernsley out there. No one picked up. Pernsley's not Pernsley's bad either, though. Option. Honestly, who did I put on my second list? I feel like I jumped the gun on that one. I feel like I was just like... You put uh, Gaston Means in. And then no, you, put you, Andrew, take, yeah. you put Andrew Mellon in for two episodes. I know. You know what? I don't have to take both of those guys <laughs> off my list. <laughs> I have to redo this. All right, Manny. I'd say I owe him a, a great debt just Bullshit. for. I mean, he did kill indirectly. He got Jimmy killed, but that killing Angel was just so thankful. Because I, uh, I was like, I owe you so much for the rest I of your life. I couldn't comprehend going through another unbearably long, like secret lesbian oh. affair scene with them. It, it was, was just, just painful. despite it sounding so erotic, it was just the most yeah, boring it was, scene. It wasn't the best. Um, and then my number one. Ooh. Yeah, it's toss up. I like Pernsley a lot. I also like uh, Bugsy Siegel, although he's not in many episodes. But I guess Pernsley's not either. Um, you know what? I'll go. I'll give it to Pernsley. So there's one black person on my list somewhere. I was gonna say Pernsley like might be there online because I feel like every scene he was in, he like I got something like yeah. somebody's getting hurt. It's gonna be cool, uh, and I'm gonna like watching it. That scene after he kills that guy who's like, I want to watch you fuck my wife and then I'm going to pull a gun on you and act like a crazy person. Uh, I forgot to take the, the transcript of our emails about that because there was some <laughs> funny stuff in that. We'll, have, we'll break those. We'll save those, I guess, for another. Well, well, part two if we ever do one with Sean. We should do one with Sean, yeah. So. But the, I think uh, Joe Masseria would be on, Masseria would right be on my list. when he, like, he was the one who organized the whole Owen thing. Mm. Like... I'm a fan of killing somebody and sending their body back, too. It's pretty brutal. It's, it's pretty tough. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. Not, not a fan of that. I do that, you know, every day. But I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I, like uh, I always thought he was, like, on, like, Rothstein level as far as, like, smarts and wits. Yeah. He just wasn't as big a part His of English show. wasn't as good, so he couldn't yeah, exactly. like, portray that as well. The scene where Pernsley has to bury that body and Chalky's just yelling at him from the car and calls him Sweetback. He's like, come on, Sweetback. <laughs> Left the door open. It's cold. Sweet back. <laughs> That's good. There's some good lists. All right. Uh, any favorite episodes? Any favorite thoughts? Any any last thoughts to get out there for wrap this? Any up? episode in the third season is solid gold, in my opinion. That season's Agreed. almost perfect. I think. From, like, right yeah. Even with the unforgivable, unforgivable Margaret classroom birth control stuff. Yeah, that stuff is pretty brutal. Yeah, that's still probably my every season, every series, which has is one question we didn't. Really talk about favorite season. Mm, yeah. For me, it's the Jake season. Um, yeah. The Jake season is really good. I, I think two is, yeah. is in strong consideration for me too. Yeah. Yeah. The first three seasons are great. I yeah, think they're phenomenal. Yeah, they're, right, they're like really. And season good. four is solid. It's good. It's a dip down, but yeah. yeah. But the first three seasons of that show were just a phenomenal. Yeah, top of the line. Definitely. We watched the episode where Jip call. First of all, like all of a sudden, Nucky's son comes in. It's like. It's the gypsy man, and everyone just goes dead quiet. And then he, he called him just to fuck around and be like, Oh, He's, I heard your girlfriend die. Yeah, it's like him reading from the newspaper. Promising young star, if Hilly Kent, gone up in flames, ruined from it, and just like, <laughs> Nucky hangs up. And then like, bring, bring. <laughs> Hello? I wasn't finished yet. <laughs> like, him, like him with like legs kicked up on the desk reading a newspaper. Yeah. Like, I wasn't finished. Come see me. I'm right up the road. 
Taba Heights. Like that name, just that, I think it's a made up town, but like that town name I will never forget. Taber Heights. So the day I die. I thought it was Taberly Heights. I think it's Taber Heights. As I just said, like, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. Saber Heights. It's like the last words my father told me. Good old... I'm paraphrasing here. Do good things. I'm a werewolf, I think. (laughs) Or I have diarrhea. No, I'll never forget. Good old Bumpy Whedon. (laughs) Wasn't that the town name? Uh, alright. I think that's fine. Let's do final thoughts on the show. Uh, it's probably... If we're going, like, just, like, drama series... Probably number two for me. That's really high. I, I legitimately enjoy the show all the way through. I think the fact that I didn't killing teeth to get him to watch yeah. the last season. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty bad at that. Yeah, that. and granted, I will completely admit that I haven't seen a lot of series that would probably be up there on other people's lists. Like I'd have to really consider where Lost would fall. Sopranos. Like, like I like Sopranos. I still need to watch. I've Breaking never Bad. seen Breaking Bad. I've never seen Game of Thrones. Like, Deadwood. Some of the ones that might be up there. Yeah, it's it's tough to even consider. Like again, part of the reason the series wasn't anywhere near as popular as I felt it should have been was just because it ran during the same time Mad Men and most particularly yeah. Breaking yeah. Bad were at their prime. Yeah, yeah. AMC so, really pushed it. Like, yeah, we're going to be Sunday nights too. Like that's kind of shitty. That's, you uh, the two artsy networks you couldn't yeah. switch nights. Yeah, so it was brutal in that regard, but uh, it, it was a fantastic show. Like, I remember going, like, when the first seasons were going on, I talked about that show nonstop to people. Like, anyone I know who'd listen, I'd be like, you gotta watch Boardwalk Empire, it's such a great show. Uh, I still love it to this day, like, watching, like, episodes in those first three seasons is just as enjoyable. Like, I feel like there are some episodes you can just turn on at any time and there be, like, the St. Patrick's Day episode is almost like a St. Patrick's tradition, like, just to watch that on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Um the episode where he has like the concussion it's like him trying to like go through daily life and like mm-hmm. like at like the kid's birthday party he's like it was a gas leak no matter what anyone tells you it was a gas leak because he's like cutting the cake off by like the top of it <laughs> ooh um, like very liquidy strawberry filling yeah, it's a like, bad choice for that it's it's a really strong show, and I think there are not enough people out there who watch it. Like, there's so many other like, especially like today's modern kind of like drama television renaissance. I don't think it gets nearly enough mention. I think down the road it's going to start becoming. A That's lot. my hope. I, I hope it's yeah, like the I wire where down the road people will, like start realizing like, hey, do you ever watch this Boardwalk Empire show? It was really great. And it'll be like you know, uh, like Ernie Shavers, who was like an excellent heavyweight fighter. Unfortunately, he was an excellent heavyweight fighter during Muhammad Ali, George Freeman, Joe Frazier. Just kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah. I felt the show was... It almost felt like somebody was like... Not that I keep a diary, but if for some reason I did, like somebody was reading... I do. I read about Patricia every night. (laughs) Oh, Lumpy. (laughs) How I love you. Let me count the lumps. Because, like, I'm a giant history nerd, and I'm also a giant, like, organized crime mafia fan... And a big Steve Buscemi in it. I I love Steve Buscemi, and it had just enough people from Sopranos that it there was some memories, but it wasn't like oh here's half the cast of Sopranos and stupid characters. Uh, I loved it. It was literally the thing I loved about The Fall the most. Yeah, I looked forward to that show like nothing else, and it's been it was a family. It's been kind of sad since it's been off. It was a family thing for us. We used to Terry loves it too. Terry loved it. We'd all watch it together. It was just all the way through. Brilliantly written show. It's one. It's the only show that I I highly recommend always watching the behind the episodes on yeah. HBO. I, yeah. They did it they, with the director. The entire the thing. Cinematography in that show, like a lot of the key scenes, weren't just like focused on the character. They would shoot it from almost a third person point of view, or like mm-hmm. like the. I, I know they mentioned that that uh, HBO behind 
the scenes, like even the one scene with Jillian where she like kind of figures out that uh, who was the FBI yeah, agent? Who, the guy like, from started cooking um, up fucking, there and, It was the like, fourth season. Oh, what is that? Oh, the guy from Office Space. We didn't even yeah, yeah we didn't yeah. bring him up, but his he character. When, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. a It wasn't a very line. interesting yeah, story. Line. Yeah, but when Jillian does figure it out, like rather than shoot it like just her face, they shoot it from up above, and you yeah. see her like you know trying to struggle, then like get get free and like, freak out. And so many of the key shots, like like the scene with Richard in his first kill, like the camera work and like the uh, like the sets Mm -hmm. and the costumes and like the narrative. There was no you couldn't nitpick anything about how it was shot or what the characters looked like or who or who the actors were. Like the only things you could nitpick were like if you didn't agree with the plot or when it started to get uninteresting. The Mm -hmm. narrative they did do in that cinematography too is great. There's a scene. It's when Eli and Nucky are fighting, but their dad dies. And they're at, like, the wake of him, like, at the viewing. And Nucky and Eli, like, Nucky's in a seat in the front. Eli's behind him. And they film it that they're having this conversation where they aren't even looking at each other. Mm, They're just sitting in their seat staring straight forward. And they film it in a way that makes this very tense conversation just feel so hollow and distant. They aren't even looking at each other. Absolutely. It was brilliant. Sitting, like, two rows apart. Yeah, and that was something they talked about in the behind the scenes on that episode uh, like after I saw it I was like that makes that scene a thousand times better once you yeah. like, can see it from that perspective every title had like a great reasoning behind why yeah. it was picked except Gang Gang Gooly they're like who gives a <laughs> shit they're like it was a wacky Boy Scout song <laughs> yeah I like the soundtrack like some of the songs that they would play yeah you can't you know, buy a like, song uh, separately on iTunes you have to buy the whole damn album yeah. that's but, rough the video for like the second season preview, the after you get what you want, you don't want what you get, was so great. All of a sudden, the record starts right, skipping. You, you, yeah. you can see that scene of the clan men with the machine gun, which is so terrifying. What's his name hitting uh, Jimmy in the face with a cane? But the way they show it, you couldn't tell who was doing it. You're like, who would have the nuts to just slap Jimmy? To so bitch slap Jimmy in the face with a cane. It was fan- Yeah, there was a lot of great songs that redone, and I was so glad that they stuck, because some of those were original recordings that did not hold up particularly well as far as like hearing feedback and stuff, but they still went with them. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. show, all around. Work of art. If, you, if, you've not, if you've listened to all of My second stuff, favorite, right yeah. after The Wire. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I, that's I might need to rewatch Sopranos to, to make that a, a complete But fair even more assessment. than Breaking Bad? Yes, just okay. because it's cable okay. or HB, or just because no commercials. You know, the cursing. Not that a show it didn't need it. It was not that a show needs it, but sometimes, like, of course, that character would say "fuck," and for him to still be like consarnate or whatever. <laughs> um, and then, and Breaking Bad lives and dies on one person. I don't think Boardwalk Empire did that as much. Obviously, it would. It's hard to imagine it without Nucky Thompson, but I think they have a strong enough all-around cast that I give it to them. I guess even the to point in that, like, the Jimmy stuff had it been Breaking Bad, it would have never happened because I feel yeah. like if, it, if if you switch their roles, Jesse would have been killed in the second season or third season. I think like, he was supposed to be. The, he? Well, he was supposed to die in like the second episode. Yeah, kept around. But even after that point, like, eventually, it'd been like this character is just surviving too long. Yeah, or something like that, or like we've reached a point where something has to. It's break. a perfect example. Jesse from Breaking Bad should have been dead a lot sooner, but they kept him around to give him a happy ending. That obviously doesn't happen in yeah. Boardwalk Empire. No, no Nobody least. went quietly. Nobody went happily. That's, a, <laughs> that's for sure. Oh, God. And the fact that the last season lost all those characters. It took out you, Jillian's pussy, for God's sake. But you still had to have Jillian in the insane asylum episode after episode. Yeah. Like, oh. And Margaret running around. 
doing tech, <laughs> doing the stock market with Joseph <laughs> yeah. Kennedy. Yeah. But no, like legitimately all the way through, it's a fantastic series. I think it's it's one that if you're listening to this and for some reason you haven't cared about spoilers, you know, I think it's unfortunate because there's a lot of things that are you know ruined for you in the show. But Sorry, still, Dad. Yeah, it's still going to be absolutely worth it to go and watch it if you're a fan of history, if you're a fan of of like anything involving organized crime, making bookshelves. Like, period. Yeah, you love uh, making bookshelves and. Uh, <laughs> Awkward hitmen trying to like talk their way out of a scene, like "Oh heavens, the Murgatroyd about coming here brandishing this pistol that has been on sheath, but I'll just slide and tuck it right." It's like, why aren't you at least trying to like scooch out of the room? I know, like when you cash, you're like, are you so exhausted from bullshitting that you can't move? And why did you do this? You had so much money. You got so you got paid like a million dollars in 1920. And once again, like a character the size of John Goodman. And he saw something that was clearly just two pillows under a blanket. And he's like, oh, that's clearly him lying in bed. Like, and I'm not even going to shoot him. I'm going to walk up and pull the cover. Pull the blanket over? Yeah, it's, it's a great scene. It's maybe one of the funniest scenes in the show. Yeah, but yeah, if you're, if you're a fan of any of those things, check out Warhammer. Remus highly recommends it. Yeah, it is, it is a fantastic series. I'm good to go. I definitely would like to do another one with Sean just to... See, or it might even be just a supplemental one at some point. Or we can even do one at Terry onto it. She watches show. Yeah. So we can, if we you're interested for another comeback time, sure. that'd be great. We'll tell everyone like just shit all over Patricia yeah. Cass. <laughs> I'm gonna come in like Jip and just go off on everybody. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> please don't make me bread steak in a bow tie. Sean, you're like a loaf of bread in a bow tie. <laughs> <laughs> That's great.